on this episode of Quantum Week, November 26th through December 2nd, 1995. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, talk about movies, music, headlines, stories, and we are the last week of November 1995 with Casino by Scorsese and Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Um, but before we get started, yes, let's talk about paranormal horror authors. Perfect. Yes. Uh, Eve S. Evan is a paranormal horror author, and she is introducing a br- brand new spine-chilling release. True Ghost Stories of First Responders. Wow. You can find that on Amazon today, right now. True Ghost Stories of First Responders. This is first responders with any real time on, on the job. A lot of them believe in ghosts. They've experienced events they can't otherwise explain. Same with other professions that deal with injuries or accidents or yeah. death. We're talking you know, police officers, firemen, 911 operators. They've seen the worst that people can do to one another. And a lot of them have had brushes with the unexplained. Have you ever had any uh, brushes with the unexplained? Uh, maybe. I've had uh, people tell me that they were, they've seen dead people. Like, convinced that they've seen dead people. Wow. It's creepy. Uh, don't believe in ghosts? Well, this book might change your mind and steal any hope you may have of sleeping. Uh, these ghosts, are, uh, these stories, rather, are unexplainable. True accounts um, from, like I said, first responders, police officers, firemen, 911 operators, told from the perspective of everyday people. Every single tale between these covers... 100% true. Think you can explain them? I don't think so. We dare you to try. <laughs> so if you delight in ghostly books and material, also feel free to check out Eve's podcast, uh, Bone Chilling Tales to Keep You Awake. That's Bone Chilling Tales to Keep You Awake. It's a podcast, weekly, true, paranormal, creepy stories. It's available on Apple, uh, all major podcasting networks, and available on YouTube as narrated and animated. Oh, that sounds experience. cool. Yeah. Uh, so the podcast is Bone Chilling Tales to Keep You Awake. And the book, though, which you can get right now on Amazon, True Ghost Stories of First Responders. Pick it up. Casino. Before we get to Casino. Oh, before we get to Casino. We're back. We have, we've been gone for yeah. uh, a week. Yes, we have. So we're back, back from vacation. Yep. I gotta ask you before we get anywhere. Wait, wait. You keep calling it vacation, but you realize it was working. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's vacation for me all the time. <laughs> yes, it um, was. <laughs> every day is a vacation. You gotta ask me what. Uh, what the fuck is going on with your social media, with your Twitter account? What do you mean? You've become like a 58 year old, like, <laughs> what are you talking like, about? It's all Facebook. <laughs> ju- so get this out of yourself. Did you see account. the 50, the 50 States one? Oh yeah, I saw it, man. So Matt, no, is that what you're talking about? No, not just that. Matt is taking pictures of silverware and keys. It was and, what and he's just like, look how wacky this knife is. Honestly, <laughs> the Island that we were on, this was a seven mile Island, right? And it's all like retirees. So and I just had, I, I fit right into it. I was oh wearing my, my plaid shorts. It's like, what kind of content is this? I don't and then, know. And then he, uh, and then he, today <laughs> I wake up to him tweeting. It was a, some idiot tweeted this thing saying like, imagine if you could guess every state and get a million dollars for every state you get right. Yeah. You're shown a map and you can, and right. it's a blank but, map. But if you get any, um, states wrong, you lose all of your fortunes, fake fortune. But a million per state. So Matt, Matt, Brad's like, I would win $50 million. Nah, no, I just said what 50 million. Fucking loser. <laughs> can you name all the states and capitals? No, probably not. Yeah. No, I can't name all the states. I can't find, I, I could name most. Also, you know what? So when you were doing that, when you were like, 
oh, I can't wait to spend my 50 yes. million. We think yes. different ways. I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, they'll buy me out of this fucking podcast. Oh, the worst <laughs> content. What is going on with you? I don't know. I, it was really, it was a very leisurely like island and there were a lot of old people there. I think I just sort of snapped into it. Did, I wonder if it happened like you just become like, you know, like any, like do people just become old overnight? Because, you know, we're starting to get to that age where, we're, you know, we're, we're on the other, other half of life here. We're in our forties. Is it just going to like, like, has it happened to you? Or are you now like just nah, the person no, now? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I you, think it was you just must admit that content was was horseshit, awful. I don't know about horseshit, but I think it was definitely a little bit older than I skewed older. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I don't know. I was, it's I better than people, dude. It's better than people fucking fighting on Twitter all well, these last these last that's, two weeks. That's that's that was though, crazy. Right? But at least that's consistent. I don't, I don't know what happened with you. I was just tired of all the doxing and all the bullshit, whatever. So I'm going to do some lighter stuff. I'm just going to talk about where I'm at in this world. I'm going to talk about the 50 states. I'm going to talk about some silverware. You got to say that though, that fucking silverware was ridiculous though. I've never seen a knife like that before. I, 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 it was, <laughs> I, I was, I was, I could, it was like the, um, it was like where I, where I was when my princess died. Diana got killed. Like I knew exactly where I was when I saw it. It was like that kind of tragedy when I saw that tweet. <laughs> it was, it was. I know exactly where I was sitting when I opened up the tweet and saw it. I'm like, Matt's fucking tweeting about silver right now. Like this is where we are. Was that the tweet I beat the shit out of you up uh, on, on too? Is that the one where you making fun of me that one or something earlier? And I just like, I fucking know. slapped you around yeah, so I'm sure, hard. I'm sure yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah sure. you know, sure. you play with fire get burned. Fifty million dollars you got from your state. <laughs> no one states. Hired a hitman with that fifty million dollars. <laughs> Can we talk about casino now? <sighs> yes. Well, sorry, all right. Sorry. All right. Uh, is this our first? Scores easy. Oh, we did depart. Okay, yes, that's right. That. Um, this is very good. It's not. It's not amazing. It's very good. Very good. B plus. Oh my god! Dude, no, I fucking. Uh, wait, wait. No, no. I, right. There's a couple things all that. Right. There's a couple things there's about a couple this couple things. Yeah. There's a couple things yeah. that, are, that are an issue. What are, what are your issues, Matt? Because by the way, this is an A plus film. You think this it's is an A plus? B plus. It's good. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Eighty eight. Okay. You give it a hundred. Uh, yeah, it's up there. It's, it's in my top 20 all time. Um, this is one of the greatest films, uh, ever made. And, uh, this film more than any other, uh, speaks to my id. This film is me. This film is how I look at the world. This film, uh, the, this film values the things that I value. Um, and, uh, I don't know if any movie, uh, all that jazz has a cynicism I really love, um, and can, can relate to, um, I know all, uh, it's a wonderful life talks about like friendship and things like that that I relate to. But no movie, I don't think, speaks to like how I perceive things or how I feel about things more than this one. Okay, why? Uh, so this film has you know, a lot. This a lot of people knock this film. Or at least when it came out, not so much anymore. People were um, people were higher on this film than when it came out. Um, but when it came out, people were similar to, to um, Matt. No, pick. I think they were more critical. Actually, a little bit. B, yeah. B plus B B minus was about what people gave it. Well, B minus B plus. There's a big difference between right. the two. Don't you think? Sure. sure All right, sure. come on. People gave it in the B range, okay, um, which is a huge drop off from Goodfellas. Oh yeah, and yeah. a lot of people called this simply a Goodfellas knockoff, which which it isn't. I don't think it is. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I, now it certainly has some similarities. Yeah, the narration is part of it. The narration and actually is a huge the, part of it, and Joe Pesci's character. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Which he had won an Oscar yep, for for Goodfellas. Yep, yep. Um, and he know, does an excellent job. It's not like it's not like he does a bad job doing it. No, but the difference between Tommy and and uh, in Goodfellas and and Nicky Santoro here it is. They're more similar than they're different. Yeah. Um, but the rest of this movie is quite different. I think it's kind of an easy, sure. critical armchair to kind of fall on. Well, yeah, because just mafia, mafia. So but right, yeah. you usually do it. And, and it's, it's but it's different. It's so much. I think it's so it's so much. This is so much more. In Goodfellas is a better movie. It's my second favorite movie of all it time. It is a better movie. Um, yes. But this film, I think, is a more ma- more mature film that deals with um, bigger themes. It's more thematic. 
Well, and more worldly. Like it's more about a place than like a, than people and groups. It's it's more yeah. of, it's it's sort of interactions in a place. And I think the themes of loyalty uh, and trust, uh, as well as yep. being great at one thing and then failing miserably at other things. So being being incredibly intelligent or bright in one area and maybe really oh, yeah. in another area. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any movie, maybe all that jazz to some extent, um, deals with it as well as this one does. Yeah, for as pragmatic and um, on the ball as Ace is, he has some like serious uh, blind spots. Huge! Yeah. Huge. Like, and it's too bad because like he, and because you, if you weren't in the mafia, you're like, this is like a night. This is like a smart, well put together, like nice guy. He, you see how hard he tries with fucking I don't Ginger. Think he's a nice guy. Well, you know what I mean. Well, no, he he's good to Ginger. He is good to her. He it's a transaction to him at some extent too, though. I think he really loves her, and he like really tries to be gentle. I don't with her. think he knows how to love. You don't think so? Uh, the right way. I think I think he doesn't. He's there's something missing there, and maybe it is if we were like you know if this was. Is there like Asperger's type thing, or is it is it like a uh, like a, a disability type thing? But or is it just, just simply his nature? But there's a coldness with Ace. Although Ace is you know Ace, I think Ace has a loving relationship with his daughter. But as far as mm. like the love between like a, a, a like a part like a man you know like a husband wife or husband husband wife yeah partner, whatever, you know, yeah partner but like yeah your partner thing he's there's something missing there. You think so? I yeah. just I feel like when she was really starting to spiral, he was he was trying to build her up. Like he was being he he had a lot of empathy for. Her, I thought he, he also had a lot of empathy for her past situation. He knew all about the fucking pimp. And uh, you know, but why then? Why still get? I mean, obviously, that's the and that's what it's. You know. I think he likes the chaos. I think he, he is. So too. He he that's really he, like. So with Nikki. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. That's that's the parallel there. So uh, he's so put together. You know, he's so regimented, so by the book. And you have to be when you're a numbers guy like yes. that. You really have to be, and you get you have to be very. Um, what's the word? It's like uh, like. Mm. You can't be reactive. So I think, no. I think your, your, you know, your impetus is you want, you want something different than what you are. So there's the chaos. One thing I love about Ace too, is that he sticks to, he, he follows his own rules and he sticks to them. Well, to a point where mm. it actually ends up leading to one of his, to his takedown as well, I guess. But he really believes in, he really does what he believes in and, and sticks to it, which is really interesting. The older I get, the less I, I love seeing that in the film. Yeah. The older I get, the less I, do that in my real life. So like Ace has that great conversation with the idiot that runs the slot machines. Yep. Uh, and he fires. It. I remember seeing this movie. So I saw this movie when I was 15 uh, or 16, just turned 16 rather um, that weekend. And um, I was uh, instantly obsessed. It's uh, it's a longer one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's really just really spoke to me. Uh, yeah. Like few films have. Uh, and uh, I remember watching him being really happy. He fired that guy. Me too. And, the older I get, I'm like, oh no, he really fucked up. Like that was really dumb. He fucked himself, but I, I still think he did the right thing. He didn't do the right thing. I think he did the right thing. He, he, no, it's proof he didn't do the right thing. What could happen? It was the wrong move. It depends on what you value. If you value your principles over that shit, then yeah. No, he valued having the casino, which he lost partly because of that. Yeah. So then, right. But what, what did he value more? He obviously valued his principles more. You can have principles all day long, but if you don't have, if you don't have like the casino in his, in his, in his world, you don't have. I don't know. Heroes die because of their principles. They say like, I'm willing to give up my life for this thing. And he was willing to give up his casino for it. I don't think he was willing to give his casino for it. Maybe not. Or he thought he did it first. He thought, he thought he was willing to. He was right. He was right. I mean, the guy was a fuck up, but the the county commissioner made a good point. Okay. And sometimes in life you go along to get along and you really do. And there is a real value in that. And he sits down and at first the county commissioner is really standoffish. 
And then I think the county commissioner kind of realizes what the Nero's dealing with, or what Ace is dealing with, and he's like, "All right, listen, I, I can't lie. He's fucking dumb as shit. Yeah, you know, like, oh, you know yeah. I'll be, I'll be real. This guy's useless as as yes. was he useless tits on a board, something like that. <laughs> and uh, and the Nero's like, "Yep, yeah, you know." And uh, he's like, "Well, is there any any other job for him?" And at that point, the Nero just becomes stubborn. He's like, "Well, he's too." And, and he does. He could have done something else with him, he but could've. at that point, he's like, "I'm going to be principled here, and I'm not going to have this guy back." And it really is actually it's the it's the pivot point of the film. It is. Um, now that's the, and I do want to have a discussion later about because I by the way by the way kids strap in because I could talk about casino <laughs> all night long, baby. I know I know Carano's tired. I don't give a shit. That's fine. I I'm can, good. I'm I, here, dude. I'm here. All right. I, then yeah, I can talk casino for hours. That's and fine hours with me. Yeah. Um, this is part one of our seven part series on. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, but like this is really the pivot point of the film it in is. a lot of ways. Now I do want to have the discussion later on. Is is this is this what cost me casino? Because maybe not. But um. This is at least when Ace, it kind of all falls apart for Ace. He could have lost his or not gotten a license and still run that casino, probably if not for Nikki. But but we don't know that. So I say this is the pivot point. Yeah, we don't know that. Uh, yeah. With him and Nikki being block, blackballed, I don't know. I mean, you can have another front. Let's have a discussion now. Okay. Did Nikki cost him or or because I mean, what, what did the man at the end of the day was that guy who had the supermarket. By the way, that's that's uh, Martin Scorsese's mom plays the guy's mom. Yes, um, she's uh, famously in that Goodfellas scene right. as well, which is great. She's very funny. Um, she's always, always a delight to see her. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he's the one that kind of rats. He he uh, he rats he does, her. Yeah. Cat, right. Yeah. Um, or he or, writes it down in his book. He fucks up. Yeah. He's exactly. being monitored. Being yeah. monitored. Being yeah. right. But the reason he's complaining is because he has to go to Vegas. So I guess in theory, if the money kept coming in, he never would have had to go to Vegas. That's so, true. So if Nikki, if Nikki never goes to Vegas, things don't get as fucked up. No way. Nikki's but, going around killing people, robbing people, doing stupid shit. Totally. But here's fucking the, ginger. I mean, no. Well, that was near the end. Right. No, but you, but you know what I mean? Like he is just, but he's he, the agent of chaos. In this fucking absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, he kind of wasn't good fellas too. You, right. Um, but Ace still would, I think Ace still was casino no matter what, because Ace was still going to fight with these kind of commissioner guys. And he, the, guy, the kind of commissioner guy makes a great point. It's like you, you people never get it. You're our guest. We we live here. Yeah. You know, you think you do, but you don't. And they, he's right, because they set the rules. See, Ace's whole thing is gambling, and this is where I can really relate to him in a lot of ways, especially when I was younger. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm so steadfast in my rules and how I look at the world, and it's black and white, and it's very, it's like, I'm principled, I'm right. But there is a lot of gray area there, and Ace is just so stuck being so principled that he sure. can't see the gray area. And um, the kind of commissioner is like, you know, you kind of does try to make work that with plea, me. and yeah. it, it does give him that little right. olive branch, and he slaps it aside. And those guys that doesn't go with well with those guys, and eventually mm. they will, because he could never really ever apply for a real job because he does have that past. He does, yeah. He's tied to the mob, right. but I think the mob. I think if Nikki is not, I I think he still has it because even if he didn't get the license, he could have still worked in some other way around there, managed that thing with another front person in there. It was the chaos of Nikki fucking with dead bodies all over the place. And she, you know, that, I think that was what really, what I think, I think he would have kept it. I think Ace would have still been Ace there. I think Ace would have made enough enemies with the local he people might've... that he would have been eventually forced out. Or he could have got, he might have wisened up. I mean, it, he's tough. He, he had pressure from multiple fronts. So he had that pressure as pr- the principal pressure. He had the fucking, his wife, the agent of chaos from her yes. and he had Nikki. So right. he, which Nikki was, was definitely. So the Nikki thing is really interesting. So, you know, obviously him and Nikki are friends for 35 years. Uh, when it's all said, and I guess 30 years when he comes to Vegas yeah. and De Niro or ACE is very uh, hesitant of Nikki coming over. Doesn't want him to come. Um, but you know, he's friends with this guy for 30 years. Why? 
what would it make someone like Ace be friendly with a guy like Nikki for? And I think you're exactly right. He's attracted to that chaos. Sure. It's exactly why he's attracted to Ginger. Because think about when he meets Ginger. When he meets Ginger, Ginger is throwing chips in the air. Oh, yes. After she, after he sees the Her first pocket, thing he yeah. sees Ginger do is steal. Yeah. It's like, what does that tell you? Yeah. That's a woman you want to marry. And right. yeah, she's beautiful. But like, what are you, what's going on here, man? There's a lot of beautiful women in Vegas. And, uh, but, but you're right. He has a real, and it's probably why he was in the mob to begin with. Like, there's a lot of places for someone who's really good at gambling to go. Like, yeah, you to don't go need, that route. Is, you need the excitement. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I was attracted to her for that too. I mean, I love the bravado that she had of just not giving a fuck and like doing what she wanted. I mean, I, I thought, you know, it's, there's a lot of charisma there. So I can, I can see why he'd be attracted to her. This movie is so brilliantly made. So, the, uh, one of, oh, oh my God. So I think almost every shot in this film is just phenomenal and just off the charts. Grand slam to grand slam to grand slam. So one of the, one of the things I really enjoy is when, uh, obviously when Ace sees Ginger is that great. You see, yeah. it's actually through a security uh, camera and actually time kind of stops at one point too. Uh, and, and, uh, which is a, a cool, uh, way of showing someone falling over someone on film. But I love when Nikki meets Ginger. Nikki meets Ginger. Uh, he comes up to the apartment and, uh, he meets Ginger and it's, uh, it's very much like that Jaws pan with oh uh, yeah uh, agent yeah, with, uh, yeah, Sergeant, yeah. with uh sheriff Brody when it's like it just zooms in on him yes but instead it's a three-pronged zoom it's zoom boom zoom boom zoom boom yeah and it, it goes right into her uh in a very and she's lit beautifully and uh it's re- really well really well shot to make her as glamorous as possible of course yeah and then nikki goes jesus uh <laughs> jesus, what are you jesus. doing what are you doing right. down here yes. uh, and it, it right is, in front of his wife too oh, yeah. jesus christ and, I, and, the, and the other great thing is when you see uh nikki <laughs> Uh, see Ginger the first time. Obviously, he's just he's you know she's beautiful. He's just sure. he's just you know starstruck or lustruck, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the whole time, the wife is in the shot, <laughs> and you see her like her self esteem just like crumble. <laughs> yes. It's it's really good acting by her. I don't I haven't seen her do a lot of work, but she she's very she's very good in that scene. She's also really good in that uh, with the jewelry on her, on her head. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, but she's she's a very good actress. Yeah. Um, uh, but the other thing about Nikki too, I th- I think what explains their friendship besides him wanting the chaos is in. Where were they? Were they in New York? Oh, um, no, no, they were in Kansas City and Chicago. Oh, Kansas City and Chicago. There's bosses there. Nikki can only do so much in fucking. It's a wild west, in fucking Vegas. He's got yes. no one overseeing right. him, so they, you know, he just goes crazy. Well, that was the problem. That was the problem. Yeah. So I, it makes more sense because he could be more contained, you know, in their in their older friendship time. Right, and I think that's what Ace. Well, I think Ace, Ace obviously is a brilliant guy, and yes. I think he knew he knew that. I mean, his whole life is handicapping. Yeah, he can't handicap love, but he can handicap pretty much everything else, and he. And it's funny, like that. That's when I'd say that's how a movie speaks to me. Like, I kind of fall into that trap where I kind of handicap things and I kind of look at things and everything is kind of odds to me. And I'm just, I, I look at the world. I think very similar to Ace does. I value trust and I value loyalty, like, like those sort of things. I've had the same friends forever. Like those sort of things, like really are paramount to me. Uh, and when you can see, like, when Nikki, you know you know screws his wife you know really <sighs> just, just destroys that trust yeah and then uh you know ginger and you can just see like in his face he doesn't really overreact too too obviously he, he doesn't, doesn't at one point drags ginger through her closet but he doesn't react too too much but you can see just even in the quiet moments he's he's, he's just crumbling yeah and uh, i can imagine how it must feel it must be it must be an awful feeling awful yeah because the two closest people to him he can't trust right and he can trust nobody yeah, and, and so, you're already in kind so of a four night. <laughs> right, scowl and jaw. He's so good. He's great. I love his face. So great. Yeah, and what a good guy too, right? <laughs> so was that his car that they smash into? So, so uh, when when near the end of the movie, uh, Ginger comes back to the house 
And she's ramming <laughs> the car, was, right? And, was. Uh, and so this Rickles is has been up all night with, with a shotgun. A shotgun waiting for Nikki and these other horrible guys to come. Yeah. He's going to die. Ginger comes back, smashes up the car, and then leaves. And there's a great shot. It's, a, it's very quick. And I've seen this movie, I don't know, a thousand times. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm exaggerating, but I've probably seen it a hundred times. And uh, I just caught it this time. A quick shot of him. And he just makes his, he makes his really sad face. It's the car, and it goes right to him. And it looks <laughs> like it's his car. And it's a great shot, like five minutes later, the two of them, uh, Rickles and uh, De, Niro, De Niro, get in the car, and the car's all beat. It's like a, it's like a place automobiles. The car's all beat to shit, and they speed off to the bank. And uh, but Rickles is he's fantastic. He's, he's so great. good in this. Yeah. There's a lot of comedians in this movie. Dick Smothers is in this. Yep. who's very good. He is good. Uh, is Alan he a senator? King is very yes. Yeah, yeah. Senator Alan King's very good. Yep. Um, it, uh, I think even the guy that plays uh the uh the guy that gets fired for the slots. Um. Yeah. He's a comedian as well. I think he used to host a cable show like bad movies. He looks movies. familiar to yeah. me for some reason. Yeah. He used to host a, a cable show in the nineties uh, about like bad movies. But yeah, the, um, there's a lot of comedians in this movie, but very few of them are, are they're not put, comic roles. They're not comic roles, but this no. movie is very funny. Yeah. Uh, Nikki stuff is fantastic. Yes. And even when like, uh, Matt's cat, Len is welcoming. He's a, uh, big casino fan. Apparently he is. Um, even, I've been away from him. So as you know, he's, uh, he's very, he's, uh, all, he's like all very over sad. Me today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's crazy uh so even when uh even when ace can't run the scene anymore he takes a job like working in tv the way that yeah, shot yeah, is yeah. very funny yes. ace is high it's hysterical it's really funny that is like ace cracking down though yes. like to do that i mean that is oh so far from his character and he calls him out on it he, and he was right to. and De Niro's like no and you can tell once again it goes back to that attraction to chaos he's like no i want to be on tv right. i want to get where i can be but it's not just that like nah. he he makes it so he wants to be where he can like be untouchable and he's be on tv but i think he just wants the attention and also just wants the he wants the platform to go after the these wildness guys. yeah the wildness of um yeah. and he wants the platform but i don't think i don't think at any point in time ace ever sat back and goes Am I even right here? Like, like I'm principled. I'm right, but is this even the right road? But he's so yeah, principled, yeah, yeah, he yeah. can't ever just stop and be like, "Am I even going the right direction?" Well, your entire life, if you're, you know, you're, um, you're working with numbers and stuff, you have you have to have a lot of confidence in what you're doing. Like, you have to believe you're right to move forward because you're in a very risky business. So I, you know, I think he has to. He decides that he's got to trust himself, even though he's going down the wrong road. Um, De Niro is a great does a great job in this movie he's, he's so yeah. fucking good this movie was Nicky's uh, so good i mean pesci's so good the, the acting is amazing sharon stone's great in this sharon movie. stone's amazing yeah uh, james wood is james he's also awesome too lester yeah. diamond is one of the greatest <laughs> yes. slime balls he might be the worst person in movie history mm, well he did what was a chicken uh, uh in uh, identity no, thing? no but i mean this guy is someone who's yeah, he's like, a piece of shit like rapes or you know, statutory rapes little girls he's a pimp apparently uh, prostitutes yeah. teenage girls yeah he is he's a thief he's he's awful how does he survive how does he not get killed he's like the he's the epitome of a cockroach yeah he, he a cockroach. really he is but he's but james woods is so good he's awesome this movie was despite matt's awful taking out i'll get B to plus his, I'll, is I'll, not awful i'll get to his critiques in a second um uh, believe me i haven't forgotten yeah uh i'm like ace rosting with that shit uh <laughs> But uh, this movie was criminally overlooked for um, for the Academy Awards. The only uh, award it was nominated for was, was Sharon Stone. Was Sharon Stone for yeah. uh, uh, for Best Actress. You Can know, you imagine that cinematography uh, for cinematography <laughs> they fucking nominated Batman Forever and they didn't nominate this? That's criminal. That is a criminal. That yeah. is awful. That's fucking awful. Cinematography is beautiful. Like Just it is that one awesome shot. shot. 
of and it's my favorite shot in film history the best shot in film history is in this movie mm. it is the shot at the Nero sunglasses and yeah. the car speeding that is the it's an greatest awesome shot. shot it is an awesome shot another great shot in that same desert by the way the desert stuff in this movie is is off the charts Grand Slam the Grand Slam and I don't know if that is like this movie might be the reason I'm so attracted to the desert like that yeah. landscape or if I'm if I, I don't remember ever having a like a love for that landscape before this movie and since it I've like I just I'm enamored with that part of the country. Yeah, me too. And there's a great shot of Pesci's car speeding away, and the dust just overtakes <laughs> yes, uh, just De Niro, uh, who's like you know, of course, always perfectly dressed in this movie. Another thing, I don't know how he's didn't get a costume uh, nomination. It was, it was well, fucking dumb. They, whatever. Yeah. The, the Academy has had a bug up its ass with Scorsese until this this century, anyway. Um, but uh, just I mean, just amazing shot. Like, and well, yeah, Batman. What are we doing here? Because so it's colorful and like, yeah, gives a fuck cartoonish who cares fuck that that's really stupid bad take yeah and even i mean the script should have been nominated too that's the other stupid script thing is great and it's amazing how much this movie is true uh lefty uh rostein uh, i'm sorry not lefty rostein lefty uh i'm forgetting the guy's last name i'm sorry uh is is the uh is who this is based oh, off of uh, rosenthal yes that sounds right um that sounds right but a lot of this movie like happened yeah uh i know i was reading i was reading the parallels and like crazy. the nikki stuff is very similar yeah even his wife like yep. it's not it's not a ginger mckenna i think it's Gigi was her name dude the other um, thing is dreyfus gets nominated for fucking mr holland's opus in this one it's like yeah. fuck you uh but nick pelletti did the script of course he also did goodfellas right uh but this movie much like goodfellas is is based on a lot of truth uh and it's like this story is so wild it's crazy it happened like, right down to like pesci getting beat to death with his brother in the grave yeah that happened that happened and it's just like i i i, I it's it's just like one of those like that is an amazing story that whole thing is wild and i'm so glad we had storytellers like pelleggi and uh scorsese to bring it to the screen because i don't know if anyone i don't mean it could be done better this movie is about as perfectly made a movie as you can find so matt what are your problems with it no before we get there i want to talk about my favorite scene which is actually the the the, actually it's the sequence where the guys are trying to fucking like you know, rob the casino basically. Like they're doing. Oh, they're the two the, guys, the two oh it's so good. In, yeah. And when they and when the security the comes up rod. and, they, and the, that timing of that whole thing is so awesome. So I love done. that scene. It's it's exciting. It's suspenseful. Yeah. It's it's wild. Um, yeah, and it's perfectly acted. Those yeah. two guys are they display real fear. Totally. Um, you totally buy it. And like De Niro is great. And like you totally believe. Like if they do it again, he really would. They'll kill him. He would kill him. Yeah. Which makes me say he's not really a very nice guy. No, he's not. Mm, I just say he's he's incredibly fair. He's very fair. I think he's got shows a lot of empathy for for Ginger. He does to an extent. I think you know he also didn't set Ginger up to succeed. Like, why marry a girl? Like, she was happy living that life. He trapped her a bit. Yeah, I mean, she wanted to. I guess. I guess so. I mean, but she must have known that being with a pimp, like the, that, was not gonna. That's not gonna. But work. that was like a sign. I mean, yes, she what a quote unquote. Her looks is gonna. She's gonna go. That's well, that's just gonna to go. He said it to her. He's like, hey, you know, you know, you. Never right. get any younger. Yeah, you know this is you know uh, where we you know we're, we're going to go from here. How does it, you know let's let's get married, um, and then even have like a kid as an insurance pot. Like all that's like really fucked up. That is a little fucked up. The the kid, but he was honest about it. Yeah, but that's it's not that's not what love love is not a transaction. Love is not a bet, and Ace just can't see past that. Yeah, it's everything true. to Ace is a bet. It's true, and it's just it's just such a to me it's such a great like human the way it works with humanity and like i feel like i 
don't look at the world like that as much anymore. I feel like I definitely did. I feel like the things that Ace values, I, I enormously do. I feel like even how this movie is shot is how I see things and how I look like visual, like how I look at the desert, how I look at like buildings or how I look at like the casinos or, uh, I love how Ace dresses. Like I love, like I would never dress it. I, no. So not 1979 or whatever, but like, I love that style. Like sure. if I was in 1979 and I was in that role. I totally would. And I had the money. I would totally do something like that. Like I love everything about, I just, I just love how this movie looks at humanity. Like, and that to me speaks volumes. This is not going to crack my top five. It will. It's because we just, we just so done too many, too many. I think it's my seventh best movie we've covered. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it doesn't get any better than Casino. I mean, yeah, it's seventh, but it could be number one. It's, it's all. It's at that point you're just talking. You know, it's right. Babe, yeah. Babe Ruth or Babe Ruth. I mean, what are we doing? So Matt, what don't you like about it? Uh, the narration bothers me too much. It's really too much. Like I, it's really jarring to hear from someone in the first person who's going to get beaten to death. But you don't know that when you're watching the first time though. No, I guess not. But so maybe that's part of the, part of the problem is me seeing it the second time. I still found it too much. Like Goodfellas didn't bother me as much. The second time? You've only seen the movie twice? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, sorry. I've seen it in the, no, I've seen it. I don't know how many, probably four or five times. I would guess in my lifetime. Definitely. You saw it in the theaters initially? I don't, I don't remember. Soon there after Natick, Massachusetts. How about that? Natick. Why were yeah. you? Why were down there? Uh, visiting family for Thanksgiving. And you're just and like I'm fucking bugging out of here and going to see Casino. <laughs> my mom and I went. You and your mom. Yeah. Wow. My sister stayed with uh, with family, and uh, my mom and I went and, and saw. Yeah, I was like, uh, it was like my birthday weekend, but it's like Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. So uh, I think my mom felt bad, and we'll get into my personal story about like I didn't have my license yet, and we'll talk about that in my personal sure. story. Um, but uh, yeah, and it was just like, oh, let's go see a movie. So we went and saw Casino. That's and, cool. Uh, I walked out completely. It was like this. The year before, I had seen Pulp Fiction. Like these are movies that completely made me love film. Like yeah, this is right there with Pulp Fiction for me as far as movies that made me just love movies. So what don't you like about it? The, the narration? narration or narration? Once again, I think it's very jarring to hear from someone who's going to get killed. That's, that's I, not I a just critique though because you don't. That know is a critique. Ha- it's not because you don't. It know is a critique. And it's too much that's too. That's it's too much fucking like. Don't, don't tell it. me about your what? I don't value that critique. Well, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. But you can't get upset about it. No, it's just too much. It's jarring. Not not just about not just about hearing from someone who's going to die, but it's like it's it's a weird personal connection you're making to see something through someone's eyes like that. I, it's just too it's too much. They call that out though, even like because he gets hit with the bat. Yeah. Ah, and the, and the narration stops. Yes. Um. So they kind of make they honestly they make light of it, but they definitely make a, they make a nod to that. <laughs> and Scors- Scorsese really likes to do that. He's he's very heavy on narration. Yeah, and, which is, which is kind of, and sometimes which is, I'm fine with it. And just in this time, it, how about it, with Goodfellas? I like I said, it's less jarring with with Goodfellas. I don't know why. Maybe because it's more Hill centric. But you're getting know. a lot of Karen stuff. Yeah, I guess you are. Yeah, you hear from her too. Yes, you're right. I don't know. For some reason, it just it, it bothered me this time. I was like, I don't need all that. Like I'm seeing everything I need to see. I don't need to hear all the other shit. I, and it also it also makes it less less dramatic to hear it that way. That's true. You it know, t- it, it takes that's true. Goodfellas as well. Yeah. But here's the thing with this movie, especially, is that I don't think you can tell this movie. You can tell this story. It's already a three hour movie. It's too much, you, you think? I, too I, much I, happening? It's, it's too much. How would you get some of this information across? Now, some stuff is overly narrated. I will agree with you that maybe you don't need that. I love the narration because I love these characters so much. And I love, I also love how Nikki looks at the world. Nikki's very funny. And Nikki's an evil funny. person, but like that comedy and how he's always has like a quick one liner and how he's always. Yep. That's a very, he really values comedy where Ace doesn't at all. Um, I really like that about Nikki. Mm. Um, uh, so I really welcome the narration. Just kind of, I enjoy hearing from these people, but I will say there were a few scenes that were overly narrated, but that, uh, I don't value the complaint of it saying, well, this guy's going to die. So we shouldn't hear from him. I'd say that's part of it. That was just my, my, like my, 
my reaction to it as I'm watching it this time. It's like, I know this guy, I know this guy's fate. I know who this guy is. And yeah, and it's less dramatic. He's, te- he's talking to me like he's a human being, which he's really, he's, he's not, this is not a nice guy. Like he's not talking to me how, I don't even think in his head he talks like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I disagree with that. I do like that you do, cause he is a sociopath. He he's is evil. He, yeah. he is, he is an agent of chaos. I like that we're getting narrative from him because it makes him seem more human. It tricks you too. Yeah. Just like it kind of tricks Ace. And kind of tricks Ginger and kind of tricks everyone in his life because he's, because he's charming. He's funny. He is charming and, and funny. And, and he's Joe Pesci. who's this little like chubby right. guy. And it's like, oh, he can't really be a threat. Um, but then next thing you know, you got a pen and you got a pen in your fucking neck. Jesus Christ. And you're bleeding out. Yeah. Cause he's a fucking psycho. He's a psycho. And I, so the narration is almost, I like that cause you're seeing, you're almost like you're meeting Nikki. I don't want to meet him. No, no, I'm no, fine with you, that. Shouldn't, you shouldn't want to meet him. The other thing too, is I know that they really cut down, um, the script in this film too. Like I know that they made, you know, one casino instead of three casinos, which was the real situation. So like, I, I think they did a lot of good stuff to, to cut it down to like simplify it's the four, story. Yeah, actually, uh, so lefty actually ran four casinos yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, get it out of one makes sense. Yeah, totally. Cause you don't need the other no, stuff. No, doesn't matter. No, 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 but so I know they gross. did that. Like I know they worked on the script for a yeah. while and like brought it down, brought it yeah. down, brought it down. I just wish they would have continued and there would have been less narration. It bothered me more in this than, than other Scorsese films. All right. What are, what are your problems? Uh, <laughs> you're going to hate me for yep, this. I already do. Yep. Um, it's a three hour movie. Oh, come on. And part of it is like there, he takes a lot of time in the casinos. Like there's a lot of long shots in the casinos. Some of them are beautiful. Some of them, but it's like, you don't, we don't actually need all of that to get the story. We don't actually need all that to get the scope of, uh, like we know what Vegas looks like in the seventies and eighties. Like we've seen that, you know, in a bunch of other iconic things too. So we don't need all that casino casino for you. Too much casino, casino. Wow, that is an awful take. Uh, I, you can inject those casino. That, yeah, that you, first you just, hour yeah. is. I think Ebert said it was like a documentary. Yeah, it's, it, it kind of felt is. like that, which is you great. You could inject twelve, does 15, that. 18, 75 hours of that of Ace and Nikki in the casino. Here's the other thing. I know you you value tap it in my arm, baby. <laughs> I know you really value the uh, Irishman a lot too. I do. I think it's pretty good. It's 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 not. I don't. This, our casinos. <laughs> No, way better than right. Right, right, right. It's a great film, though. but the same it felt the same way with that too. Where the first bit is like a documentary, you're getting the Teamster stuff and like all that. So it felt it felt very similar um, um, in, yeah, in the way I, that he was telling the story. I, I, I don't, and I, I think in both cases it was too much. It was just like it's like I want to know what's going on in this realm. I don't need to know all the other fucking angles here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I disagree. Do you put this? So you put? Is this your second favorite? Third fi- second second favorite? It's my second favorite Scorsese film. I like Gangs of New York more than I like this film. I do not. Uh, yeah. I like Gangs of New York a lot. Gangs of New York has a, one of my, also one of my favorite shots ever is when they uh, open up, uh, when they, at the very, very beginning, when they, um, the very, very beginning, before when DiCaprio's like a boy. Yep. Uh, and you meet, uh, um, the, oh uh, what's Daniel his name? Day-Lewis. Dan, yeah. Uh, but, uh, He's not the butcher, is he? What is he the butcher, thank you. Yeah. For the first time, but like they kick in that door. They're, you're in all these like this cave. Yes. And they kick in the door and it's like all white snow. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like the anti-desert. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, uh, no, this is, uh, yes, yeah, my second favorite. This is, this is like one of my like all time. It's a top 20. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, isn't not like too much. Yeah. I like better than this. Uh, this is, I love that kind of storytelling and it's similar even with Boogie Nights, the same kind of thing, same kind of structure. I mean, sure. Boogie Nights really steals from Goodfellas, steals from this a little bit. Yep. Um, in that, it, you know, Goodfellas, same thing. It tells like, it's kind of the first out, first act is, this is the mafia. This is a casino. This is the team series. Maybe this is a porn, you know, sure. Uh, this is pornography. And these are, our, these are our characters. And then the second act is like, the beginning of the fall and the third act is when things just completely just, just, just get destroyed. Gone. Yeah. The, the second act I guess is like why the fall happens and third act is the fall that happens. Um, 
I also don't know why Ace is left standing. Like he never really gets, so he loses the casino, but like, he never gets indicted, never no. goes to jail. Like, cause, you know. cause, yeah, because he because he's really good at like he because he has a huge value. I mean, those guys, those those mob bosses are going to keep Ace around because he makes that's some money. The thing that Nikki Nikki understood, but Ace didn't understand. And Nikki's like, they're going to keep him around because he's an earner. And yeah. No one earns like Ace. Yeah. And Nikki knew that. That's why he was really scared. He's like, I shouldn't. As he says to Frank Vincent at one point, who, by the way, is fantastic. Yeah, he's great. And he's like, I fucked up. Like, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have fucked his wife. Like, I'm really in trouble now. Yep. And, uh, and I think Frank was like, oh, you're a made guy. Like, you'll be okay. And he's like, no, no, no. you don't get it. Like, Ace earns. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like nobody else. So, like, they, they were always going to keep Ace around. They like, Ace, Ace would have to do something really, really terrible. I guess they weren't. They didn't think Ace would ever rat on them. I guess not. Or yeah. at least maybe if it was a thing where Ace was indicted, maybe maybe the Ace does. Maybe they but in real life, Lefty didn't get killed either. It's true. So I, I think there, you know, there's just Ace is like, you know, when you have that much value, when you're that great at something, you can get away with a lot. Um, and you know, Ace did. I mean, at the end of the day, Ace and Lefty uh, end up in San Diego. Lefty, I believe, died in 2004, um, right around there, um, and. Um, and yeah, and died. He, you know, he didn't remarry and died kind of alone, but he always just kept betting. And, uh, the real lefty, I think went to Florida, opened a sports bar for a while and then went yeah. back to the city. The real lefty, if it was, if lefty was born like 50 years or 60 years later or whatever, um, or whatever, 40 years later, and could be like alive in his forties now. Yeah. Um, imagine like all sports gambling. Oh, being Jesus like, he'd be a, he'd be a superstar. He would be, he'd be like the biggest name going like yeah. Barstool would pay him, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars to do a podcast them. Right. Like he would have, he would have, he would be like one of the biggest names like in the world. Um, that's true. I can see that, you know, but you know, he was just kind of born, time. born too soon. I get, or maybe the right time. That's the life. He, if you want to have that Vegas, that glitzy, cause you know, at the end of the movie, he's kind of complaining how Vegas has become so corporate. I mean, yeah. now, now even sports gambling has become corporate. Maybe we kind of discussed him. I don't know. Um, any other complaints with the movie besides the length? Nope. B plus. That's an awful take. That's really very good. Bad. It's that's, very good movie. Very good movie. It's, it's, I mean, I like the movie. What, what can I say? I like the movie a lot. It's a, it's a very good movie. What do you? So where is this? Did you like the Departed better than this? Then you like the Departed better than Casino? I think so. That's fucked up. Maybe not. I don't know. I have to think. You about do, it. That's what you say. You have to I think a, so. A I gave I gave that an A minus. Right? Yeah, that's pretty close. A minus B plus is pretty close. I think this is very good. It's very good. Music in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Devo uh, Satisfaction. Yes. That is a better version of Satisfaction than the Rolling Stones version. I don't think so. I think it's a little and bit I mean, too hurt. Rolling Stones fan. I know you are. Uh, I think that's a. It's a very herky jerky song. It, it, it expresses it in an interesting way. That so that's fine. It's an odd time signature and stuff. But one of, top one hundred song for me. That's nah, well. Nah, I love that's a bad that. Take. I the, really love that. It really speaks to me. It's you and your energy. covers. You like your you like your fucking cover of Faith and you like your cover no, of uh, Satisfaction. I, 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 oh, you did, did back I, off on that, didn't you? I, I did. Think, I think you should listen to both back back I did, to back. I, this, no, I have no. Have so this, no, this one I, I feel very strongly about. It, it is good, and I love the Stones version. Obviously, it's fantastic. And the it Stones is, version is a very good song, and they should get credit for the artistry. But yeah, not to match that. But I really love that Devo version. Like it's very creative. It's it's uh and obviously the way it's used in this movie is the but also i will say the first time i heard it was in this movie so there's probably, oh, there's probably a connection yeah. there um but as far as like love for it but like the intensity and it's almost like scary in a way well that's the thing is you're taking something that's very fam- familiar to you yeah. that song's been with us forever right. and you're making it odd and weird in a you know and, and in like, the context it's and like frightening and yeah it's, and it's like, frightening it's like suspenseful yep. it's like it embodies like like to me it's like embodies action and a lot of it is just because i saw it in sure. this frame 
Um, so I know a lot of it is that is everything. Uh, this I I cannot say enough good things about this movie. I I want to I want to even go more about it. Matt's Matt's just like a B plus. It's fine. It's which is too bad. No, I think it's I think it's very good though. You want me to you want me to think that this is an A plus movie, but I just can't. I'm sorry. We just have different tastes. Some things bothered me about it. Like I said, although the acting is phenomenal, phenomenal, great acting, great directing. It's a shame the Academy had such Dude, a bug and it wasn't even Scorsese I, for so I, long. I looked and like so we're talking about Sense and Sensibility getting fucking nomination for for an Academy Award. The Postman, which I never saw, Babe, which is good, but it's not fucking Casino. No. Apollo thirteen, okay, I get that. And Braveheart, I get that. And this is but, the same year as Twelve Monkeys too. And Twelve Monkeys, Twelve Monkeys, which, didn't which get this is a much better movie than Twelve Monkeys. It is. It's better than all those movies except for maybe Braveheart. So it should have been nominated. It's, it's stupid that it wasn't. Scorsese should have been nominated. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, think about you know, Goodfellas. It doesn't win Best Picture. Uh, you know, Raging Bull uh, does not win Best. Yeah. No, no, did that win. I, I'm I, sorry, I'm forgetting now. But he, he, Scorsese never won. Um, uh, never won until Departed because like you know they ignored. Against New York is a flawed movie. It has some problems. I like it more than I should. It sounds like Matt likes it even more than I do. Um, which one, sir? Against New York. Yeah, I think it's very. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's better than Casino. I think it's. I think it's a beautiful film. It's a. It's a. I think it's a great movie. It's like a, visually a, stunning a, too. A lot of critics don't agree with us as strongly on that yeah. one. They think it's a little bit more flawed movie than we do. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's a shame that some of Scorsese's best work wasn't uh, adequately, especially good. Well, Goodfellas is the biggest. De Niro should have been nominated too. You got Cage wins for Leaving Las Vegas. That makes sense to me. Fine, but Hopkins, uh, Penn for uh, I guess yeah, Penn Penn is also this is. Um, Dead I think Sharon Stone is better than Susan Sarandon. In Dead Man Walking. Probably. I haven't seen Dead Man Walking forever. So she's good. She's really good in that. But you're probably she's right. She's very good. You're probably right. But I think Sharon Stone is like, that is a tour de force. Uh, yeah, James she's Woods, great. Why isn't he getting a best Doesn't supporting make actor? Sense. Yeah. And I know, they, I'm, obviously they're not going to, so Pesci won in Goodfellas. They're not going to give him another nod. He can see if the point, because he's very similar. similar role. Yeah. You know, you wonder, so it's like, oh, what if they recast somebody in that role? Or if they had, you know. Wouldn't have the same effect. He, he just wouldn't have been done as well. And I think what would have happened is people would have compared still would have compared Nikki to Tommy and then they just would have compared the actors. Sure. So it would have done whoever that person was a real disservice. Um, so I think, I guess in hindsight, it's probably smart to have Pesci in that role. That character did exist. So like, you can't not have, and plus he is a, it's a huge part of this film. Yeah. You need to have that other, like I said, agent of chaos within the mafia world to go along with the agent of chaos in his love life. Would Scorsese known um, this person existed before that? I know the book oh. wasn't written until... So oh, yeah, him for, and for, good, working for a long time. But for Goodfellas, would he have known oh. that, that Nikki's character, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, existed, and did he base the good fa- uh, Tommy. Tommy off of that? Because that would have been oh, a, I see kind uh, of a little bit of a flaw for I don't know. Well, I mean, that's a real story, too. I don't know how much I, I have to do a deep dive. I don't see how much Tommy's real, because obviously Goodfellas, the Henry Hill story, which yeah, is yeah. You know, obviously very real. Um, you know, I know Jimmy Conway was like, uh, I think, kind of a, a composite of some extent of people. Uh, I don't know how, how true Tom was. It is funny too in this movie. Uh, so obviously Goodfellas is very famous. Uh, go get your shine box. Uh, and then uh, Joe Pesci comes back and just beats the shit and kills uh, Frank Vincent's character. Yeah. And then at the end of this movie, Frank Vincent gets his revenge. Yeah, he does. In the most brutal way. So terribly brutal. I mean, ho- yeah. so this movie uh, was going to, they they wanted to raid NC-17. And like, you need to cut out some of the violence. So if you know, if you watch the movie very carefully, you do see what happens. So um, the eye bug out in the uh, vice scene, yeah. there is a couple frames that are deleted. Uh, and you do see it. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. not a, it's not a smooth cut. No. And then, I mean, I don't, I don't blame the editors last minute. And then um, there's moments when Nikki gets hit with the bat where it, there are a couple frames where it, you don't actually see the connection. Yeah. You hear it. And, but the screen, it, it, it actually, it stops play. Uh, it freezes. 
and then it goes back in. Mm. Um, which is an interesting way to do it. I guess I give him credit for not shining away because you don't want to go to reshoots. What do you do here? You have to show it because it's you, a crucial. You the vice scene you could take it out, obviously, but um, with yeah, you know, with Nikki, you have to show. Although the vice scene happened, I mean, so oh yeah, no, 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 I no. So it's like, and I'm glad it's in the movie. Yeah, okay, because, don't get me wrong, because it's but, but you can see why. If, of course, you yeah, know, it's you already could, three hour movie. Out. You could have. Well, sure. We already know Nikki's a psycho. We saw him yeah. stab someone in the neck with a pen. But that's so bizarre that it's he so was it's a, it, like you kind of have Charlie to. M. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yes. Maybe pop your eye the head for <laughs> Charlie fucking M. That's <laughs> do this guy a favor, <laughs> Charlie M. That's <laughs> Charlie Christ. M. Uh, yeah, it's uh, oh man, I uh, I love this movie so much. Um, anything else you got? In it? No, I think that's it. We covered it. Oh, God. Very good movie. Very good. Back from vacation. Not very long. I already, I already don't, don't like you very much, I don't think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. <laughs> it didn't take long. Um, one thing I do like is uh, a podcast here, Behind the Bits. Yes, that's right, you do. So Behind the Bits is a uh, podcast with Scott Curtis. This is a podcast that deals with like, very serious stand-up talk, stand-up comedy talk. What I mean by that is he has on different comedians each episode. And when I say serious, it's too, it's a comedian and Scott talking. So it's a, it's a, a fun conversation, but they're talking about the business of standup comedy, which if you're a comedy nerd like me and you really love standup and you just wonder like, what is it? What is this life? Like, how did these people get started? What, what is this? What is it like being a comic? Like, what, how do you, not only just how do you mind for jokes, but like, how do you deal with the day to day? What's it like kind of living on a suitcase in the hotels or what have you? Um, and, uh, Scott talks to different comedians and gets, and all sorts of different comedians. It's what I love too. Is like, he doesn't talk to like just necessarily one, like my favorite comedian is Norm McDonald. So yeah. like, you know, I, he doesn't talk to, you know, a bunch of Norm clones. It's a bunch of different, like a wide variety of different comics, which gives you a really interesting, unique perspective, different ages, sure. all sorts of different stuff. Um, he interviews with working comedians, comedy legends. So you're dealing with people who are like younger, like maybe like in their twenties now and people who have lived the life and done it for, for many years. And you hear kind of that interesting contrast. Uh, Scott is great at interviews. Uh, he has won the Discover Pods Award for best interview style podcast in 2020. Wow. The thing I like most about Scott's interview style is he's a really good listener. Yeah. So um, he'll ask a question, he gets out of the way, and then it's not necessarily he just reads the next like, question on his fucking list or his, his sheet there. He uh, listens to what's being said and then might have a follow-up. Yeah. Or, you know, and it sounds like, you know, well, yeah, Chris, it's pretty obvious. But no, but it's hard because a lot of it, times you're thinking about the next thing to say. Happens a lot yeah, less it does. Than, you, than you might think. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's had on comics that were on Last Comic Standing, that have performed on uh, on late night shows uh, all over the place. There's over 60 episodes of different comics. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Behind the Bits podcast or with Scott Curtis. Uh, you can find him anywhere you find us. Uh, whether it be uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere that you download podcasts, you can find Behind the Bits with Scott Curtis. I can't recommend this one enough. Uh, if you're interested in comedy, stand-up comedy at all, check it out. Can't miss. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking. Artist Leon Ivy Jr., also known as Coolio. This is Gangster Paradise. Um, written for the uh, Dangerous Minds uh, motion picture. And uh, I'm so bored by this fucking song. I'm so fucking bored by it. It's just like, the, okay, the problem is this. It is only 
Stevie Wonder. I know. This is a weird song. I listened to it today. It's really weird. It's like very herky-jerky is another time. His version, Stevie's version, it's very weird. But that's all it is. It's, 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 the, it's just that. It's the, all the music for, for um, Part-Time Paradise. So and, when we started doing this show, yeah. I, I was, I'm like, all right, cool. I can find, I, I'll find new appreciation for music yep. and stuff. I think that since we were doing the show, I like songs less. <laughs> I be. didn't know the Stevie Wonder version existed. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. And I, I, I'm, I'm, by, I'm like a casual Stevie. I think Stevie Wonder is really talented. And I Very like a talented. lot of his stuff whenever I hear it. But he's not someone I typically seek out. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I, I'm just not a big Stevie yeah. Wonder guy. Yeah, you just never got I, there. It's probably something I probably should rectify and I should look into more of his stuff. So I didn't know this existed. So I always thought this was, this Gangsta Paradise is a, was a good song. It was never one. I never like ran out and got a single. Sure. Like, it wasn't like that. It was on the radio. I was like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. Um, but I like it like a lot less now that I know yeah. that this other version exists. Exactly. And it's just, that's the problem is, so if, if you're gonna, I, it's hard for me to just digest a rap tune of a song that I know and it's just that entire song and there's nothing else different to it. It's just that loop over and over. And if you like, this is a particularly harsh one because the actual, um, the music, the harmonic structure of the music is very like dark. There's like it's not fun. It's not fun I at all. I like that. Do you? It's odd. It's odd. But but I don't think it's particularly pleasing to listen to. So if it's not pleasing to listen to, then it's kind of like one well, of the songs. I think it is pleasing to listen to that reason. I think actually I think the Coolio version. Okay, so the Coolio version I think is a better listen than the Stevie Wonder version. I think so. It's better, and I think the lyrics are better. I think the Coolio's lyrics are actually pretty good. Yeah, they're better. Um, yeah, listen to this. this. This is a good point. Here's Stevie. Sully's shuns. Yeah. It's, 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 that's not good lyrics. But on the flip side, though, it's like, well... I mean, it goes back to what we just talked about with the Rolling Stones. It's like, well, you gotta get the artistry credit to Stevie, yep. obviously. You do. Um, so... You know, I do enjoy the Gangster's Paradise. I'll say this. I enjoy the Gangster's Paradise version more, but I respect Stevie's version more. I would say that's probably the same for me, but I don't really like the song either way. I just think the... Did you like when it came out? I it thought was everywhere. It was, I thought it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it's I mean... I feel better now. This is like... I mean, I'm still in Beasties at this time. Like, me too. Oh, no, 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 you, you know no. what I mean? So, so it's like oh, huge. stuff like this that was on the radio. I just, I wasn't really like. Too, it was oh, all right. No, but like, no, no. I, like I said I never, I never sought this. out. Yeah, exactly. But if it came on, like, because this video was on all the time, like this was uh, on the radio all the time. Like, if this came on, I wasn't necessarily in a rush to change the channel. Eventually, no, it was I, fine. I, eventually, it got to the point where I was because I was just tired of hearing it because it was everywhere for so long. That's the thing. It was everywhere, and I mean, so this was like the second most selling single of the of the year. I mean, it's so something like 10 million copies like it was fucking everywhere plus you had the movie oh dude the video is so bad with michelle so, Pfeiffer. <laughs> so bad did you watch today oh i disagree you think so, it's good i just think it's weird she's like in this interrogation room with him and it's just well weird. i think it's really interesting so anton fuqua directed yeah. the video and he's the same guy that trained it yeah i forget who directed uh, uh dangerous minds it's some some no name a- a- anyway it's i've never seen this before in a video so a lot of videos in the 80s and 90s, if you grew up like when we did, uh, you, you remember that they would incorporate movie scenes in the video. It's very yes. jarring. It's very strange. But for some reason, videos just did this they would forever. Do yep. you know? And so you'd have like the video and then all of a sudden it would splice in like 10 seconds of the movie and then yeah. back to the video. So this happens here in this video, but I've never seen it before where the video shoots the actress so much better 
than the movie does. <laughs> the movie because Fuqua is a much better director than whoever yes. directed Dangerous Minds. Because yes. um, Training Day is a very well-directed movie. And um, and you can see just how he uses light yeah. and how he use and how he frames her face. That's right. Is such a better use of using the actor's um, uh, what, the, what they're given with. They're given, you know, their looks and, and just also kind of how they're sitting yeah, and how right. they're framed. And like, so like, if you watch it, there's a, uh, the video, I think it actually is quite well done. Um, he uses shadows and lights really well. There's, he does. Uh, uh, the camera's rotating around, and it's it's a really intelligent shot. And then it goes to like her in a classroom in like the most he- uh, head of the class. Yeah, like, just looks, looks like shitty uh, after yeah. school special. Right. It's like oh shit! Like this is the, yeah, yeah, the wrong yeah. guy directed the wrong thing. Like they should have had Fuqua direct this. Yeah, the problem that I had is like she's interacting with Coolio in this. It's like yeah. her character, and it's just like eh, eh I don't know. Yeah, I, I, didn't like it. I think actually I give a I give it a little hat tip like to get Michelle Pfeiffer who in, in 1995 oh, yeah. is a huge huge star. star yeah. Um, to get her to do a, a music video is pretty big deal. Yeah, but it's just this weird act. I don't know. I didn't like it at all. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, no, but the whole premise of Dangerous Minds is, is just as ridiculous. I can't remember. She's in an inner city school. Yeah, is that what it is? Like, just like she's a, Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, she's she's at her best when she is in Scarface, you know, and she's yeah. cold and icy. You know, when Batman Returns, she's probably never better than than that. Uh, but even the, like the fabulous uh, Baker Boys, she has a kind of mm. a cold, icy beauty to her. That's what yep. she is, right? She is. And like to have her be like a warm teacher or a teacher to the you know i haven't seen the movie in forever but i, I remember even watching it like as a kid I was like ah, this doesn't really add up to me i really prefer this song on the album gotta gotta get up to get down did you know this is on the album yeah, yeah but this is way better this was the other hit from the album hit number five one, two, three, he four. stole this one too. What? He stole this. Oh too. yeah, but everybody did. That's uh, what is that? That's rapper's delight, of yeah. course. Do, do, without the Nile Rogers uh, comp guitar comp. So why is that good? I don't want to hear that. It's much more fun to listen to. Then you don't so like I that. Listen to, I'll listen to the original. Well, I like his rap in this too, though. I think I like his flow. I, I, I you know, I wondered before we did that. I'm like, why did Coolio's career kind of just putter? I mean, he has this mm. huge hit. He does. It's like, oh, because he just, he just. Didn't really do much. He had a couple more hits. Uh, He did a couple more records and there were a few more hits, but he was also kind of older at this time. He was in, he was probably early thirties at this, you know, by by the time this came out. So you think like another few albums and then he's like late thirties and I don't know, you you start to wind down that unless you're like fucking. That's like Sharon Stone in Casino. Watch me shoehorn Casino back in the year, kids. Uh, So, I mean, she's, you know, a 38, you know, she's a star uh, in basic instinct in her thirties. Oh, that's right. And it's like, you know, that's what happened to her, you know, her career. She, you know, it's like, and she also, sort of aged I just, out, I guess. I think the other thing too is, I don't know if you, in the nineties, I don't think people, there weren't enough women directors. There weren't any really that's women true. directors. Yeah. And I just didn't know, and then, and then they knew, they didn't know what to do with like really powerful women, like basic instinct, even in total recall. I was thinking really that. Powerful. Yeah. She's super powerful. That's she yeah. Burst in the screen. She's, yeah. She's great, she great in that movie, right? Yeah. Really good. Yeah. But like, she's already, I think she's already 30 at that point. Wow. Um, well, she's, do you know what she was doing before that? She, uh, she wasn't, she, her first film was, uh, irreconcilable differences with Drew Barrymore, uh, Ryan O'Neill. Um, yeah. it's a movie about divorce. It's like a Kramer vs. Kramer, but with Drew Barrymore. It came out in 84. Yeah. She was already 26. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I don't know if she's, I don't know what she was doing. I don't know if she's a model for her. I don't know what exactly she was, but she yeah. wasn't acting in film. Yeah. And when you get that late of a start and, you know, beauty is a big part of what you're, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if Sharon, I think Sharon Stone is a great actress 
I think they just didn't know what to do with her, and it's really a fucking shame. I mean, it kind of happened to Regina Davis, too. We saw that. Sure. Um, yeah. Too, she, but, she had that run of, yeah. yeah, and she got nominated a few I mean, times. I think also, I think Sharon Stone made some bad choices, like making, like the movie Sphere. Or, she did uh, Sliver, too? Sliver was that right was, after ugh. Basic Instinct. Like, why do a second one like well, that? Well, I don't think, I think that's, you know, what was What all, came to her? Well, yeah, well, well you know. She's a good actress. She do you like that movie Quick in the, Quick in the Dead, right? I do like Sam that one very right? much. Yeah, I do like that. So she was like really That's a crazy cast. Her, Leonardo DiCaprio, Gene fucking Hackman. Gene Hackman. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. That is a crazy cast. That is a way she, underrated movie. She advocated for a lot. She, that was a, that was like the height of her powers, was that mm, movie. Yep. And she advocated for a good chunk of that cast. And uh, it was obviously Sam Raimi directed it, but she was very involved. Yeah. And it's a good movie. It's a better movie I than really it should like be. that one, yeah. And um It's super entertaining. It's like one of her best. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, if Hollywood had not had been more female centric at that time, I bet she would have done more stuff like that and less stuff like the crap that she was. She was just doing garbage. I mean, and she, you know, she knew that was clever with the Baldwin too. Is that yeah. what that, oh, that, that was just, your, your favorite one? The guy from backtrack oh, fucking idiot. Uh, Billy, Billy Baldwin. That guy okay. sucks. Back to it. Clear. Yeah. Um, but I did want to say, so Stevie Wonder, uh, so he recorded uh, Part-Time Paradise in 1976 in maybe one of his most famous albums, I would say, Songs of the Key of Life. I would say that's probably the most famous, right? I think so, yeah. Um, this was right after, this was his 18th album, Songs of the Key of Life. 18th He had album. a crazy run, Crazy right? run, yeah. yeah. And he was tired. And he, he was like, he was, I guess he, there were some political reasons. He was like tired of the United States. He thought about, he was thinking about moving to Ghana and like teaching um, children with disabilities. Um, but you know, the record company gave him a $37 million seven year deal. And he's like, all right, I'll stay around, which I saw as equivalent to like 150 million right now. It was the richest deal ever. Really? And he had a hundred percent creative control too. seven records, 37 million fucking creative control. And the album's really good. Like it has, uh, my favorite is I wish off of it. It's a good song. Yeah. He's fun. He is fun. He's got a lot of, he's good. He's um, great artist. So good, right? Um, Who stole this? Oh, uh, the, Man of Black. I was just about to play it for you. Right? I grabbed it too. Yep, you're exactly right. Um, so he it's fucked up, right? You have two two songs from this. At least two. I don't know the rest of the album. At least two songs of this album were stolen and used in two of the biggest songs in the '90s. That's true. Yep, that's exactly that's right. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, you are the sunshine of my. Life. That's the song. I love that song. That's a, that's a great song. Uh, but so this uh, Sir Duke is on here Beautiful too. I didn't, I didn't grab it. Yes, yeah. uh, Sir Duke is on this. Is a good one, but it's kind of a it's a weird sort of jazzy tune. Yeah. Um, isn't she lovely? Is on this as well. Isn't she lovely? I, I, it's a pretty song. It, it, you know. Yeah. The, you, yeah. I, I. You know. I need to do. I need to do a Stevie Wonder deep dive. Thirteen weeks on number one. Um, and it was only it was basically taken over by Hotel California, another huge epic record. Oh, this thing Christ, was a huge yeah. seller too. This was ten, you know, ten. Only song plus. I like by the Eagles. Oh, I don't like that song. Hotel California. I'm, maybe I'm just creepy so sick of it. Weird. I like I like that creepy so, element. Of it. I think I've just heard it so many yeah. times. There are some some Eagle like uh, Life in the Fast Lane. I really like. That's a great song. It's not so bad. Bounce. Yeah, Bounce. It's like that's I'm with you. I'm with that now. That's a great one. I'm not there's, the Eagles guy, but me those either. Two, yeah, any of the like. Like peaceful, easy feeling or witchy woman. I just want to oh, slap that song. shit. Such I a like terrible when song. Uh, I like when songs are scary. I think Hotel California is scary. Remember, like, you like the witchy, what? Don't you don't you think witchy woman? I'm not scared of witches. See, I'm more scared yeah. of hotels than witches. Yeah. Um, no, I think I just think I think it's kind of cheap. I'm I'm just done with that. There's actually the guitar work on Hotel California is really good at the end. Uh, there's a dueling solo. One of my favorite yeah. lines. Yep. Um, is uh is played by Joe Walsh in that. Is this like neat little riff that he does? Um, they do a nice, they both, uh, him and I can't remember who the other guitar player is playing the solo on there, but it's Walsh and, and another guy. 
And then they do a line together, which I don't care. It's just a dee 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 dee. Just these arpeggios, which are dumb. But the two like individual guitar solos that kind of duel are really good in that song. But I, I think I'm just so tired of it now. No, I get it. But that's a, that's a good call. Though. I think. I think I, yeah, we agree. I, I mean, I respect it though. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's a well written song. Yeah, yeah, it's actually yeah. uh, another one of the guitar players in the band. It, that's that's not a Don Henley song, and that's not. A, I can't remember the other guy. I'm picturing him in my head, who was like kind of the major songwriter. This was like a one of the. Like the Klingon characters in the Eagles history wrote Hotel California. It was like his one claim to fame, but it was kind of taken over by the rest of the band and Henley wrote the lyrics and, and, uh, so he didn't really get a lot of credit for it, even though he wrote it. But am I, so, all right. So Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. So are we, are, is history been kind to him? Now, isn't she lovely? It's something we've all heard a million times. You know, obviously, some of his other I just called to say, well. I love you was the 80s. Kind of what that's when I started interacting with him, yep. I would say. Yeah. I mean, me, yeah. Right, that's the first one I can remember. Right. It's not a, you know, it's all right. Um, but I, for someone of his, I don't feel he gets respected deserves. I feel like the Eagles, because of classic rock and that genre, yeah. have have stayed alive, quote unquote, longer than they should have. Uh, and you know, so, and I feel like Michael Jackson took all of that, yes, from the eighties, um, yes, Stevie Wonder, from like basically the late seventies through the eighties. So yes, like, whenever you're gonna play that kind, of, you know, uh, in that genre of music, it kind of like fun. Uh, upbeat like r&b i guess yep, yep you're gonna you'll go to michael jackson first for like your yes. weddings or whatever yes, have yes, you or whatever yes. any party makes you make like i know i i would just go to like off the wall and yeah but, but i i'm like well no why don't I, why don't i consider steve wonder more and it never even like sometimes even occur like I some said, of his I, early stuff is great too you should look, like would you, like go back like uh what's that uh for once in my life i've got someone who needs me that's a beautiful song like he's got some old stuff the thing is so, <laughs> i don't know so why do we why don't we respect him enough i i it's still his songs are a little cheesier of this okay so this is going to be i'll probably be pigeonholed a particular way but i'm comparing him to ray charles now and they're both blind piano players whatever ray charles has got more soul i prefer ray charles he's just got like a lot more life lived to him where ray uh, charles is like it's a uh yeah it's he's a a little older too but he's 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 it's a more menacing it is. A, I love Ray Charles. To Ray Charles music that isn't yes, Stevie Wonder. which I really like because because Stevie Wonder is a little bit more bubbly. So yeah. I just don't have the same connection with. I love Ray Charles, but but uh, solo crew only. Stevie Wonder is better at the like bubbly yeah. happy music than Paul McCartney. Oh hell yeah! Yes, absolutely. But I feel like McCartney's stolen some of uh, Stevie Wonder. Do you think so? Of, a little bit. I feel I, like you're more likely to hear like, I can only name like four or five, maybe not, maybe I can name more, but I can, you know, four or five Paul McCartney songs when he was solo. Like, I don't really know that's, that I never mean, had you'll, any you'll, impact. But you'll on my hear life. those four or five yeah, more you than you'll hear anything by Stevie Wonder. It's just weird. Yeah. I, cause I know way more Stevie Wonder songs than I do Paul McCartney. Songs. But you don't hear them anymore though. I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good right? point. Or am, yeah. I, or am I just like missing? No, I think you're right. I think, I think, yeah. I, I think, think as time goes on, we're going to hear less of it more and more. He now was in this, he's, I think he was in this weird point where he's not. So the other part about Michael Jackson is his band around him is so good. I mean, it's basically Toto. Like he's, he has like the best musicians. Plus he's got Quincy, Quincy Jones, yeah. um, producing him. He, but, uh, oh, Ray Charles had, uh, Ariel oh, not Ray Ariel Charles, Ariel. but I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, did he have airs? Didn't, no, didn't he have, um, I don't know. He had, was he Motown? He might, I don't know actually, because he, this, he was this a, record, he's not Motown. He's, um, I can't remember who picked him up by then, but yeah. I thought he was. Maybe he was wrong. originally I wrong. I honestly, I don't know if I see one. I, I really need to, I, I, I've been looking for some good music to listen to anyway. Time to go yep. back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but back to Coolio. So it's basically that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It's basically, you know, Stevie Wonder and Psalm 23 and then you're done. Um, 
He did get, thanks, Len. He did get a, he fucking won a Grammy for the song. Yeah, yeah. He was also, we, we, we talk about that Grammys. one, two, three, four song that I played too was nominated for a Grammy as well. Yeah. Both songs were nominated. He won for a fucking Gangster's Paradise. The other thing about Coolio, I just have this negative feeling because of how bitchy he was to Weird Al when Weird Al fucking... I knew it was going to bother you. It does bother me because Weird Al's such a nice guy. He's, and it was just a mistake. Has, Coolio has apologized for it. Has he? Yeah, he's um, like one of the biggest mistakes he's made. Okay, good. That that's good to hear then, because that bot when I was I was watching like behind the case music you or don't know uh, Weird Al did a parody called Amish Paradise. Um, I know you're not like I respect Weird Al. It's hard to not I, respect he, him. Al, Weird Al seems like to be the nicest guy he's in the world. Super nice guy. He's, he's a phenomenal but Weird musician. Al even admitted like he fucked up there too. He didn't. He just said his record company told him, and the record company did okay. But he's like he's like I should reach out to the artist. So now what he does is when he does a parody yes. song, he reaches out to the yes, artist directly, and that's the way to do it. And uh, so I think I think a lot of it was just. But like, if like, I'm like, information if i'm coolio if i'm coolio i'd be like wow this is awesome you did like thanks i mean this brings more attention to my song to my career like i would i would look at that as like a as a you know compliment do you often picture yourself as coolio walking yes. around Jesus yes. Christ, the coolio hair yes oh, do you know coolio is like 57 years old that's so crazy Sense, like, yeah i mean songs i know i know but i just don't i I picture him my driver's license yet this week i picture him as he was though then like i looked at pictures now and it's like this that doesn't look like coolio anymore he's he's old we we age man you know maybe soon enough coolio will be posting pictures of silverware on social media fuck off uh what else i think that's it with coolio find you all the states (laughs) (laughs) whatever you you fucking spout your 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 baseball facts Mm, yeah 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 whatever i have 50 million dollars but i can name every state i, will I get said one all wrong. i said the only I thing i said the only thing i said was 50 million 50 oh so cool <laughs> <laughs> it's like paul newman the hustler it's all i said just just name i am that. actually proud of knowing all the states and capitals for right, some I reason i don't know it. why did you think we're, we're gonna need the reaction i did i'm always gonna be like so when you put people that out there it. you're like oh people are gonna like this i didn't give a shit whether people like so it. Why, i post so, for me so why put it out there then if it's just for you then why put i thought it was fun i thought people would like i thought people People, I thought people would like my uh, my video of the ocean, though. Wasn't that pretty? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more focused on the state things. <laughs> yeah, you are. The really mindset there is. Whatever. It's one throwaway tweet. You've never had any throwaway tweets. Oh, I don't know. I just don't, sometimes I don't give a shit. Plus, there was all yeah, this fighting. We, we know that. There's all this fighting. Yeah. I was just being light. That made me want to fight you when I. <laughs> 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 I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> That's fine. Between that and your casino take, I'm thinking about it. Ah. Uh, is there anything else on Coolio? No, I think that's it. Um, Jesus, personal stories. We're going to do two stories now. We're like a buck five in this. We're bitch. giving them one a week, baby. This is how it works. This is how it works. Yeah. Want me to go uh, first? You can if you want. This is really tough. I can't. We've talked. I talk about this on the Kirk Minahan show. This is a really, 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 really rough time for me. This is my senior year in high school. Towards the end, in the winter, we have snowstorm. It's right around this time. I don't. It could have been this month and the next month after. I okay. don't know, but it was yeah. right around this time. Okay. Winter time. We have a snowstorm, and I'm a pizza delivery guy. So oh, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm fucking, I, that's how I make money. And I actually made good money at the time. I was making like, you know, when I'm 17 years old, yeah. I, I'm making 20 bucks an hour delivering oh, pizza. Geez, like it's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I was, I was making four seventy five McDonald's. I, hired, I, <laughs> yeah. think I was making it. Yeah. We well, just with all the tips. Right. Yeah. And, so, and I, I had like very little things that, that I had to do. I would sometimes clean dishes if there weren't a lot of deliveries or whatever. Right. Um, it was a Greek family. They liked me. I had a good relationship with, with them. They it's were kind to me. Job. It was a good teenage job. Listen to radio, drive around. But we live in New Hampshire. I'm, I drive a Dodge Colt. That was my first car. Bought for like 400, 350 bucks or something, but it got great gas mileage. So I made good money. Of course. And, uh, it's New Hampshire. We have winter snowstorms all over the place. Yep. I drive in snowstorms as a 16, 17 year old guy. Like I can handle myself in the fucking snow. I was taught how to handle myself in the snow. I'm in this tiny little car. I can do it. So one night 
I, I always had a uh, my childhood. I, I was a good kid, and I was just always anti-authoritarian, uh, anti-authoritarianism, I guess, whatever. Anti-establishment. Didn't like authority. Didn't like authority. Thank you. Um, and that's where all like my fights and my my issues with my family would come from. My parents would come from is just like thinking that I knew pretty well how to run my life. Like it's it was a good. Pre- it's pretty common teenage behavior, I think. I think so, but uh, yeah, maybe I'm just uh, the hubris is that I really actually feel like I knew. It's probably hubris there. Um, but uh, no, uh, no, but I think they did a lot of stuff wrong. Honestly, like they, I, they were. They didn't reason with me. I wanted people to reason with me. Tell me why. If I knew the why, and like if I understood the why, I was okay with it. The because I said so never worked with me. I fucking hated that shit. So, um, I uh, you know I had a girlfriend, and um, I you know every weekend I would go and spend um, pretty much the entire time sure. with her. Yeah, yeah. And you know I would stay there probably till like eleven or twelve midnight, whatever, again, and and then and drive home. Sometimes we would go out. Sometimes I would hang out at her family's place. They liked me. It was a good thing. Um, didn't live too far away, maybe like a 10 minute drive away. So I wanted to go. It was, um, it was a Friday night. Wanted to go and see my girlfriend. And uh, my stepdad is like, you can't, you're not going. And I'm like, why? Because it's snowing. Like it's a snowstorm out there. And I was like, I drive in the snow. Like you, I can do that for my job. You know, I should be able to do this for, her. no, you can't go. And, and we fought about it. We like, we went back and forth. He's like, listen, I need something from was it pick and pay or pick quick or whatever. There's a little convenience store down the street. Go get me that. And you tell me, you come back and you tell me how it is driving. So I drove down there, grabbed whatever they need, need, need me to get, brought it back. I was like, it's fine. I'm used to the roads. It's no problem. And we fought, 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 fought. Um, he still didn't let you go. No, nope. that's a dick move. It is a fucking dick move. Um, and I like, and I, I was pissed and, um, stepdad, David, uh, I, I, I knew him since I was, five years old because uh, my parents got to divorced um, when right. I was maybe two or three years old. So talk he, about you moved to, you moved to Jose, yeah. you really kind of moved. You were young. Yep. yep. Young. Um, yeah. I knew David when I was young, maybe. Yeah. Five years old or something. I remember. Um, and, uh, and so he'd been, you know, he'd been with me my, my entire life. Um, but we never like this. Is a, you talked about this with ACE, but like he used to say to me, you don't know how to play the game. And I'd be like, I don't want to play a fucking game. I wouldn't say the F word. I wouldn't swear to my family like that, but I don't want to play the game. Like I want, I just want us to be honest with each other. Like I want, and, and if you have reasons for stuff, tell me why. Um, and the problem is that like they weren't as a lot of times I was more reasonable than, than they were. They were more emotional than I was. So, um, so we fought David was a a, um, a a pilot. He was a helicopter pilot in uh, in Vietnam, and uh, he had like I know he didn't want to talk about it a lot. Sure. So we, uh, I remember maybe I told you this as well, but he at one point is like, hey, and I would ask him, I was like, what was it like? Because I, I was curious. Um, war or something is unfathomable, you know, sure, to me now, so and now, it was right. And as a kid, of course, as a you know twelve, thirteen year old, like, so he he's like, you want to know? what It was like he sat me down and we watched Platoon together. I was like, Jesus. Um, and, uh, I think at some point, mm, yeah, I won't go there. So, so we, he, he had a lot of demons there and he was, I think he was pretty emotionally stunted. He had some other like tragedy stuff going on in his life. Like his, 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 uh, ex-wife had cheated on him when he was in Vietnam, like all sorts of crap, crappy shit. Um, and he was like sort of estranged from his kids for a while and all sorts of stuff. So uh, I, he snapped and, uh, and I remember the look in his goddamn eye when he went vacant. He's a big guy, David six five, and Oof. he was you know two sixty. Oh Jesus! Right, and I'm you know I'm six one, but now I weigh one seventy, and then I probably weighed one fifty. Like, right, you know I was I was not a big guy. He snapped and he came, and uh, we were in the living room 
uh, we lived in a um, in a split level house, right? So you go in the front door and you can go up or down. The upstairs was uh, was like the family room. The downstairs was the living room. We we finished it, and there was a kitchen. So um, it was like you go up the stairs, and to the right was the was kind of the family room, and then there was a hallway all the way down to the left where the three bedrooms were. So my sister, my uh, my room was at all the way at the end, and my parents' um, room was on the right of mine. So uh, saw him snap. And he came after me. He like charged, like walked to me quick, uh, grabbed me by the throat. And there was this, um, and pu- like pushing me back. Like, I, I mean, I'm trying to struggle back, but there's I mean, the for- full force of this guy. He's a big dude, like a fucking bull. Um, we knock over a, uh, this like antique table in the hallway. The hallway is kind of narrow. Maybe it's, I don't know, five feet wide or something. There's this like little sort of antique table there that knocks over the leg gets broken. And he pushes me all the way back into my, into my room uh, my bed was in the right hand or the left hand side corner of the of the room, and he pushed me down onto the bed, hand around my throat. Oh God, Jesus! It was that's awful, fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, never experienced any like violence like that before. Yeah, and um and my mom screaming, my sister screaming, oh, like everybody's yeah, like yeah. going fucking nuts. And I am I am scared, but I am also maybe the most angry I've ever been in my entire life at that moment. Cause like the audacity for someone to put their fucking hands on my throat and also, you know, feeling pretty vulnerable cause there's not much I can do about it at the time. So there's this, you know, mix of emotions of being scared of, you know, feeling violated, but then also being completely like out of my mind, angry at the same time. And he snaps back. Like I see his eyes change and he snaps back, let's go and then walks away. And I start fucking screaming because i'm just so angry yeah yeah. like i'm just a little fireball and uh and and he like he kind of goes downstairs and i like i go into the i like i put i put my uh i put my elbow through the wall i'm so angry grab my keys and i leave um and and i go to my girlfriend's house um i think my mom calls over there and uh it was like hey matt might be coming over there like we had a bad situation happen just so you know, like I think my mom talked to her, whatever yeah. their parents or whatever. So I went over there and I just like sat with my girlfriend for a few hours, and then I, you know, I ended up, uh, I ended up going home later. My mom called, my mom called and talked to me. Like her parents were were freaked out, so she gave, like she gave me the phone, and talked to my mom. I was like, David's gonna go somewhere for a little bit, and yeah. you know, why don't you come home? And I was like, all right, whatever. So I did. I was just, I think at that point, I was so exhausted, and you know, I'm 17. I'm, I'm gonna go to college at right. the end of this shit, but like I don't have anywhere to go right now. So right kind of in a position where yeah you can't you can't rent a hotel yeah we're right yeah. right and it wouldn't have like that type of money anyway right. so um so yeah so i do go home david goes away for like a few days and he's a trucker anyway so he's gone at night so he he spends some time away the next day like i, I was so fucked up like I was, the next day i um i hadn't talked to my grandfather on my father's side in forever and um out of the i think my mom maybe called him because he's like we're in a bad situation maybe like I don't think I talked to him in like five or six years, maybe even longer than that. Um, and uh, he called me and was like, hey, why don't we, um, uh, I'm building a house in Massachusetts. They were living in Iowa. Uh, why don't you, I'll take you and, you know, show you it. And so he like took me and my girlfriend down there, which was really weird because I hadn't seen him in for The whole thing was so, so bizarre. Like all these people kind of in and out of my life. Um, and yeah, and then like we sort of resolved it. I mean, never really resolved it. Like we talked, David and I talked on the phone. He was away. Um, and sort of resolved it, like made peace and just kind of moved on. But like it, you know, that's severe violence that uh, fucking happened in my life. And I just, I like, I don't have a relationship with him anymore. It wasn't because of that, but th- that was like pretty indicative of, 
of he, he, he like, yeah, he could just lose it. Like he just didn't have, he didn't have like a, a lot of emotional. He wasn't really like in touch emotional. And then I, I just hit the right nerve. So we never really connected. And, and then when I was in California, my parents, they divorced and I, I, I haven't seen them since I left for California. So 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's 14 years now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if he's alive, honestly. So that was that. Very traumatic. Yeah, that's a rough one. Uh, yeah, I think it's t- tough because teenagers, they're so, teenagers by nature are just like selfish and just so uh, interested in what they want to do. They don't, they have hard time looking past it. So they might even be right, but then they're just so focused on that. But then it's like the parents have to have the patience and have to have the wherewithal, the control, because they're the, they're the people in charge. Like they are. the kid can act out. But the parents really can't. They can't. No. And um, especially, obviously, especially not with that like, no. violence. But even even like, you know, like, but it's hard because I'm sure teenagers drive you crazy. I'm sure it's annoying. I'm sure the kids, I'm sure, pe- people are just fucking annoying. I'm sure it is annoying. Yeah. But, you know, you have to have that. You have to have that control. I mean, around children. Well, that's what maturity but, you know. is. I mean, and you yeah, have to right. learn. You, right. You have to start using your brain and not your, not just like go after it. But yeah. Yeah. That's a tough spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. When it sucks too, when you're having a rough time at home, you're a teenager, so you're like you're this close to getting out, but you're not out yet, and like there's really nowhere you can you're go. You're trapped. Yeah, you're, you're trapped. trapped. Yeah. And uh, it's it's uh it's that sucks. That can be a really rough rough road. Um, so uh, I this time of year, my story is a little lighter. Uh, so this time, um, so I this what are we in now? December? Like the yeah, last, last week, week, week of November. So like I this is like the week after Thanksgiving. My birthday, of course, November twenty third. I. Just turned 16, but I didn't have my license. So what happened was, <laughs> um, and it kind of fishtails into your story a little bit. Uh, so uh, summer of that year, I'm in driver's ed, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get, oh, I'll get my license when I turn 16. 15 and a half, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I went through the school uh, for for driver's ed, and I was with a lot of people. That, like my whole, it was like a lot of my friend group was taking driver's ed with me. We're all the same age, yeah, obviously, but we're all at the same school. So it all makes sense. So, and it just happened to be with a good group. And, uh, the history, it was the, it was the history teacher was also driver's ed teacher. Mine was the uh, gym teacher. Okay. Yeah. And I got along well with the history teacher. He thought it was kind of, kind of smart ass stuff, but we got along pretty well. And he, we used to kind of just bust balls during, sure. during the class. And, uh, and, I I am really bad with mechanical things. Like I have a really hard time with them. I don't really like mechanical things. I'm not good with them. It, I have a really like. It takes me a long time to learn how to do. Once I do them, I think I'm pretty. Like I think I'm a pretty good. I think I'm a really good driver. I haven't been in a car accident since 1997. Mm. I've never gotten a speeding ticket that had been held up in court. I got one once, but it, it was a rogue cop. Um, but I've never. Did you say a rogue cop? Yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got a ticket by a rogue cop. Yeah. Like like a guy who wasn't in the no, right jurisdiction. No, I was giving out tickets like uh, oh, way too much, and he got fired um, from the force for that reason. Jesus! So then when I went, and I I appealed the ticket. They're like, "Oh, no, we're throwing it out because anyone who this guy wrote a ticket for, we're throwing <laughs> out because this guy was because I, I I don't I don't really speed. I mean, I you know I'll go whatever, yeah, and over, but whatever. Um, so I think I'm a really good driver, but but from the steps between driver's ed to me becoming a good driver, it was like a two year process where I was a terrible driver. Yeah. We talked about a couple of yeah, your accidents, two car yeah, accidents. Right. Yeah. And it was a mess. So I, you know, drivers have a mess. I'm just really bad with mechanics. I'm just, I have a really hard time. Like my brain telling my hands and you know feet what to do. I had to drive. So, um, just a mess. So, uh, the, the driver's ed teacher also just kind of like busting balls to me. He's like, all right, listen, any, cause I don't know if it's still the case. I don't know. If this is the case everywhere. If it's still the case now, but back then, uh, you had to watch someone drive, which seems so stupid to me. So you all, you had to do like five hours or whatever, 10 hours with the instructor or whatever it was on the road with the instructor. Yeah. Yeah. That makes and then sense. you had to do five hours. We watch. 
I think I was in the car with a group of people and we would switch off. So maybe that was part of it. So it was yeah. very odd. I don't know. I said, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so he made a deal where anyone who got to, who watched me, it was so unsafe that you got credit for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so two for one, you know, and it was funny. We all had to go laugh at, you know, everything. So, uh, I don't know if I then, I, this, I don't remember. I don't know if I got to pick the people in the car with me or if it just worked out this way, but two of the prettiest girls in school were in the car, the car with me. There you go. And I was really excited. I was like, happy. I was like, it was awesome. Of know? course. And I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, shooting the shit. I'm flirting with them. I'm being a smart ass. I'm busting balls with the teacher. But yes. Them. But at the end of the day, though, I can't drive. Like, I'm <laughs> terrible. So it's really embarrassing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, make this three point turn. And it's like, <laughs> all farting on like random cones and shit. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> spaz and it was really embarrassing it sucked i was so upset and um <laughs> so at the end of driver so whatever at the end of driver said uh he he had the ability i don't know if this is the case i'm trying to remember this the best my mind he yeah. had the ability to basically pass you so like you could it yeah so you're like he'll basically give you a ticket and you go and then like that's you don't even take the driving test with the state you take with him oh i had to i had to like i had to go to the dmv and like take the test Interesting. I, I could be misremembering that. I, there was some element where he could be the witness, and if he said gave the okay, then I would pass. That's good. Okay. Well, I failed. <laughs> so <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't let you pass. And he he was right too. And he and he liked like he like he's like one of few teachers I'm still in contact with. Yeah. Like, not that I actually, actually all the teachers in my high school were great. He was great. I really enjoyed his classes. I I I big fan of this, this teacher um but uh yeah he uh he failed me which he should have and uh i remember like this so now we're like we're late summer of that year so I'm, like, yeah. oh, I'm really scared so i'm like not scared i'm like scared of like how bad of a driver i am right so uh i decided that i was gonna wait until after the winter to get there my you license, go <laughs> um because i didn't trust myself driving in the snow i got a uh the car i was gonna get i knew it wouldn't be like a four-wheel drive or anything you know i also have a small car but i just yeah. but i didn't want to i didn't want to have it be i get my license and then immediately on the road in the winter i wasn't delivering pizza i didn't have a whatever a year of sure. driving experience i had nothing and plus yeah. i was a shitty driver anyway so yeah. i waited until like say i think it was march right around this time actually like a first like warm week and i went and took this te- test at the state I went to Dover Point yep. uh, in New Hampshire, right near Portsmouth, if you know the area, uh, in the southern part of the state. And uh, I didn't think I'd, I passed. I should not have passed. Oh, they just gave it to you. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I passed. Um, I didn't. Oh, I could be wrong. I want to say I didn't have to take the written one again because I passed it with him. But I didn't. But I, fit, I definitely take the driving one with the state. Yep. And uh, I passed. And then, you know, sure enough, you know, but two months later, I get into a car accident. And then five months later, I get into another car accident. Right. Like, I should not have been on the road. Yeah. And it was, it was completely reckless behavior on me. And I probably should have gotten more car accidents. Like, I was not, uh, yeah, there's a, uh, in Portsmouth, there's a one way street, um, uh, like the busiest through fare you have in Portsmouth. Yeah. So, Mark, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, What's, um, I'm terrible with yeah, road exactly. names. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but it's like basically the, the main drag in Portsmouth. It's a one way. Islington like, going into to downtown, where the one way yes, comes out. Yeah, right. Yes, but then it stops being Islington and becomes. Yep. I think it's Market Street. Yep. Uh, I drove onto Market Street going one way the wrong way. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm like avoiding cars, driving in parking <laughs> spots. Cars are beeping at me, but I just like wasn't aware of what I was doing. I was so felt like I just I couldn't because you know you think about when you're driving, you're doing a lot of different things at once. You really are. And now it's just second nature, so you can see your surroundings. Right. But at the time, it's not. It's not. And no. I was like, and I am like, I'm the kind of thing where I'll get really hyper focused on one thing. Like even when like when the cat was in here, it was like hard for me to like focus on the cat, like to ignore that. Like, like I just have a hard time like adjusting. Like the headphones, like yep. the headphones for the show. Like it took me like, a couple of shows. I just, it's, I'm just that's yep. just who I am. And 
Yeah, two does. Awful driver. So I got my life. Yeah. So I, I, but this time in my life, I was sitting back waiting to get my license. I didn't care that much because all my friends had their licenses. Yeah. I'm the youngest one of my friend group. So it really didn't. I never got to miss out on anything because I my license. The only thing that sucks was a lot like you'd be trapped at home. Right. And that kind of sucked. Yeah. The problem was, you know, hooks it where I lived was so spread out. It's actually a really big town. So is like, the town I grew up in. Yeah, that's true. Square mileage is very big. But, but you, but I think pe- kids are all used to getting each other there. That's the thing. Whereas like my, I did have some friends in the neighborhood, but it would have been, yeah, would I was the youngest too, or one of the youngest too. So I definitely got it late, but it would have been too much of a hassle. It would have been too, I, I need to be able my to friends. Like our group was so super yeah, tight. Yeah, so yeah. like, like it was like they, they would go, like it was just like, a, yeah. So I never had like, you know, but this time, you know, I think I was thinking back for the show. I'm like, for those four months, did I miss out? I'm like, I really, because I always had a ride to and from school. Sure. Like, my buddies picked me up. And, like, anytime we went somewhere cool, I don't ever remember during that form period regretting. I'm sure I did. I'm sure there were days I'm just forgetting. But I don't ever remember, like, not having my license. Right. Yeah. Um. So that that was, uh, but that was what I was doing this time. Uh, are you ready to do uh, headlines? Yeah, I didn't get any headlines. No, it was, my, 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 week, it was you? No, my week and then you got to miss I get next week. Okay, good. Um, so yeah. we are in the last week of November and December of uh, 1995. Uh, okay, so this is the main story all week really boring but it was literally the front page every week every day uh, all week tensions rose with bosnia yeah. and eventually nato would send sixty thousand forces into bosnia yep. to secure peace in the bosnian war a lot of stuff with the the balkans uh, a lot of stuff i really don't understand i don't really i, I think it's just kind of boring. well a lot of moving parts over there too That's yeah a, a lot of stuff going on yeah. we, were, we were involved clinton just kept getting us more and more involved it didn't seem like it had a huge negative effect that could be way off i'm sure i'm sure i'm wrong i'm sure it actually led to many horrible things happening but that was black hawk down too right that's what that oh, was about good. that I mean, I mean, movie was good but yeah the story right that's ex- right yeah. Yeah, that's bad so maybe it shouldn't happen yeah. i don't know I, I i don't want to get involved in it you know any war stuff i'm always i'm very anti-war i'm very anti-war yeah so yeah. matt yeah matt and i both are yep uh, i guess but yeah but that was like the top story all week <laughs> so it was you know a little bit uh that kind of dominated coverage, which is funny because I don't really remember it I do being. Remember, yeah. I remember obviously people talking about it a lot, but I don't remember it ever being as overwhelming as it was in these New York Times. Like it was like some some heavy duty headlines. Uh, November twenty eighth. Um, this is a, a small article I actually had to dig for, uh, yeah. but it's interesting. The FCC takes recommendations from a group of companies for what to do with this new system that provides three to four times clearer picture than standard definition for your TVs. Huh? HD. Yeah. Um, so Recommendations. Yeah. So what they did was they had for a year, they had these different companies who had the technology yeah. kind of explain kind of how we should roll this out or if we should roll this out because some skeptics believed that customers wouldn't even want this and would not God. pay for it. <laughs> People are so stupid. The article is like, no one's going to want this. They're happy no, with their regular TV. No one's going to want this amazing thing. That's going to make things look so much better and right. clearer and so easier. Ridiculous. But yeah, so they were kind of deciding kind of like how best to do it. And like, then the FCC is like, well, should we tell networks that they have to have three hours, like prime time in theory, be available on HD as well? Oh, because like they, they had double channels for a while, right. too. So yeah. this was the, kind of the beginning of, right. Oh, yeah. So it's kind right. of like how we should do this. And it was kind of a convoluted thing. Because um, digital obviously different than getting it over your antenna. Yeah. And there were some people like, well, people like the antenna. We, we remember that argument. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So interesting. Like, this is like the beginning of HD. That's funny. Um, do you know, so um, Scorsese filmed. Uh, did you read any about the filming of, uh, yeah. of Casino? And I, I just, I looked at it a little bit, but I, I, now I remember he did it. He filmed it this particular way with a particular anamorphic, right? Because yep. he didn't want to do the panning and scanning. Right. I forgot all about that. That was a thing when we were no, a kid. Yeah, I mean, you still see it now. Like if you, if you go and get a, like a, a DVD and it's a standard, it's a pan, it's called pan and scan. Pan and scan. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, oh, it's I mean, that's how everything was. And it's like, you, it's crazy. Cause you know, it cuts out 
a good chunk of the movie. Right. Like you miss. And then also, like, you'll, even, you'll see it on cable, like, if you watch certain things on cable, and it will, like, the camera, like, they'll take the actual, like, reel. Yeah. And they'll focus in on certain parts of it, because it's, it's so crazy. It's so um, it's, it's so choppy. It's yeah. a mess. Ugh. It really destroys uh, watching movies on. But that's how, in the 80s, a lot of stuff we got was all pants. And you know why it was so jarring? is because it was so scientific. It was, like, the perfect scroll. It's not like how filmmakers yeah. do it. You know what I mean? No. I think if it were more scroll. human, it would have been, like, more more but dealable. also you felt like you were getting cut out because people would talk yeah, off screen a lot. that's true. Um, you also would lose, like, so it lost total landscape, so like something like Launch yeah. of Arabia, or even like Superman, like the original Superman, like that when it goes into Krypton, everything was like, all that extra stuff in the sides all cut off. That's right. It kills a movie like Casino because think about those desert scenes. I know. It cuts it off. Yeah. Um, uh, December 2nd, Roxy Roker dies of 60, at 66 of breast cancer. She played Helen on Jefferson's, yeah. uh, the interracial marriage on, on Wait, Jefferson's. Wait, that's the mother of... Uh, also the mother of Lenny Kravitz. Of Lenny Kravitz, right. um, Jefferson's was on for 11 years. My, tri- my trivia question for you is, can you name the years it was on? So basically, what year did it start? Oof. And what year, what year did it end? I would say 77 to 88. Oh, a little late. 75 to 85. I didn't think it was that because when was all in the family? I thought it was early. So all in the family was like I believe all in the family was seventy two to seventy nine. I guess I thought, and it was, then it became uh, Archie Bunker's place until eighty two or eighty three. That's a lot. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, Archie Bunker's place ran for a few years. Uh, Edith only in the first season. Yep. She didn't want to do the role anymore. She was only in half the episodes, I believe, and then they killed her off. The second begin the second season premiere is them killing her off. Yeah, because um, she just didn't want to do the character anymore. Uh, and then you know Archie Bunker's place is one of the strange. Um, it's actually a good show. It's Archie runs a bar. So, and, and it all hmm. takes, well, I shouldn't say it all, a good chunk of it takes place in the bar. He also has the, uh, the little niece that he, uh, uh, I don't remember this at all. I don't know that I watched. Oh, no? I, I, I don't know why. Oh yeah. He runs a bar and it's basically, it's just him. It's Anne Mira is in the bar as well. Hmm. Um, Ben Stiller's mom. Yeah. Um, she plays a big role. Uh, it's, uh, 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 Martin Balsam who's in uh, North by Northwest. Uh, he's one of the main, he's a very, you'd know his face. He's a yeah. very famous character actor from the, he's in psycho. Yeah. Um, he he's also in the bar uh and i think balsam is like the liberal foil in the bar against archie's conservative beliefs i see and uh it's a good show it's it's a really decent show um it really shows you the strength of that uh, archie bunker character that it could sure. last in a show like that right uh but it's, it's actually a really entertaining uh it's it's a mildly entertaining show um it's no all in the family though uh so right yeah it, it kind of always hides in the lives in the shadow of that but yeah he has a niece uh that they adopted um her and uh him and edith and then edith dies and it's he's taking so some of the stuff at the home life is him taking care of this like young teenage or young girl she becomes a teenager at the end i guess but like 10 year old girl yeah um which is odd and that girl later would go on to do um uh what's the uh new radicals this this the band yeah um she's in that band interesting yeah danielle brisbo uh bris brisbo played her uh, yeah she had a really interesting life she uh yeah she was uh she wants to say she even was she acted in some things in the 80s and then yeah she went on and did um the new radicals cool you, you get what you give which yep. is a good song i like that song it's all right oh, come on <laughs> uh we have one more thing to talk about before we before we tell you what's going on next week uh what's going on two tours two huge tours huge announcement yes huge announcement two tours has got gummies um and i i guess i saw the tweet today and i was like oh shit I guess maybe I, I knew that this was coming, yes. but I didn't realize that it was here already. Because you brought me that. Too, too busy taking pictures of silverware. Too busy taking pictures of silverware and <laughs> my beautiful beach. Um, but I guess I forgot. Maybe you even told me these were coming. These gummies yes, were coming. Totally but uh, Chris just delivered the gummies to me today. Yes, so I got them today. Once 
you leave, there will I will be consuming some. I of will these. also be having one tonight. Just one. I think I start with yeah. One. It's ten milligrams per. I think uh, so. I'm not quite sure how much that'll affect me. So maybe yeah, I'll just go with one. It, and explain the is a, is it uh, so it's delta eight gummies. Yeah, uh, it's like really high end yes. delta eight. I was told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So delta eight gummies. Um, it's yeah. I I I well, we haven't had. I mean, I haven't. You, I can't. Yeah. It's a THC. I know that's a big thing. Right. Uh, it's 100 milligrams. Uh, it's, See, Delta uh, Eight is a different type of THC. That's why it's it's uh, it's a different formula of, of THC. And THC, if I if I'm remembering correctly, I don't know. Uh, but that's uh, what I'm saying. I'm I'm interested. They in are out. super excited about these. They say these are five. These well, they are, told us like two awesome. months ago it was coming. I know, but they are really happy with the yeah. results. They they went through a bunch of testing, right. and, and to make sure they got it right, uh, and they are they said they could not be happy with the results. This is they are obviously. We all know about the sugar. We all yep. know about the saw. Yep. We all yep. know yep. about yep. the drops. Um, but like they're the, super these gummies are, yeah. are, are, uh, are a home run. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. So next week when we come back, we'll, we'll report back. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really amped up. But I'm, of course, of course, two tours has been with us for a long time now. They're a great company, two tours.com. Um, and you get uh 10% off and, uh, free shipping if you use code word QW. So get some right. gummies. So you get that, that includes the gummies. So right. if you go on, you get the gummies or with the saw or, or anything, they the have, sugar or whatever, uh, yeah. anything they have, yeah. uh, use the promo code QW, you get 10% off everything. I know we've had a few people ask about gummies. I asked about gummies on a show about a year yes, ago. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I was looking for some gummies. Um, so the fact that these can be delivered to you, uh, the packaging is great. Um, right. Cause how are you getting your gummies? You were going to Massachusetts, I went to, right? I went to Massachusetts. Screw that. Yeah. Just have it delivered to your goddamn door. Yes. Right. Uh, so, uh, this is a, a no brainer, uh, for me. Uh, but I recommend everyone check it out. Uh, so two tours.com two tours.com and we are back. So we are back on Sunday. If you have Patreon, uh, we do are, toy story. We're doing toy story and some song. Yes. I forget which one. Yeah, I mean, um, but we are, are back with toy story, which is a, it's a pretty big movie for a, a second show. If you will, I think uh, it's so. a big week. It is. Uh, and then we're back next week. Going to 1983, maybe one of our earliest episodes. Looking forward to that. We are going to be, uh, Risky Business is the movie that you're going to hear uh, for the, for the free show. Yep. And the Patreon show is Mr. Mom. Cool. Oh, um, did I, I don't think I knew that. I think I just knew Risky Business. Toy Story, by the way, is available on Disney Plus. So yeah. If you uh, watch on this, you can do that. Um, Risky Business is available on Amazon Prime, I believe. You can get that. Uh, he's like $4. Um, I think my, I know, um, Mr. Mom is available uh, for free on a lot of services. Mr. Mom is crazy. Um, that's that's going to be crazy. I'm flaking on which one's exactly right now. Yeah. But I know you can get that one. It's like available, like that might be on something you have. So if you're, if you're someone that likes to watch along with us, uh, you can do so. Yeah. Can, yeah. I made sure that everything, you know, these are all streaming. Everything's good to go. Oh, because sometimes you don't know if it's that old. So I don't know. Right. Well, remember the cocoon. We wanted, we wanted to cover cocoon a while back for one of our Patreon shows. And then ends up, we, we actually did Teen Wolf instead because uh, cocoon was, um, like we couldn't find we it. We couldn't anywhere. find it. Yeah. I, I guess it's a huge, Anytime it's before like 1990, um, there's certain like contract language that they never, because they know streaming was a thing. Sure. So there's never any permission for streaming. The 90s, it kind of opens up because VHS home usage was a, was a thing. So it's a little easier, I guess. Yep. Even some stuff in the early 90s is tough. But the 80s is a real, I mean, thank God, you know, for the purpose of our show. Another reason we cut it off on my birthday is because if you go in the 70s, it's even harder because there was no VHS. So right. Like, it can be impossible to find certain things. So, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, Mr. Mom is available. Risky Business is our next free show. That is available uh, on some, uh, like I said, Amazon Prime. But uh, Patreon, uh, we are back tomorrow, I guess, we have that. for Toy Story. That's right. I just wanted to say one more thing, and yeah. that is the music from 83 at this time period is crazy. There are literally 20 songs I could choose, and I'm really having a hard time figuring out which ones to do. And before we say goodbye, a big thank you to our sponsors, too. Oh, yeah. Um, check out uh, that book, uh, True Ghost Stories of First Responders. Uh, Eve S. Evans is the author. And... Th- 
check out as well Behind the Bits with Scott Curtis. I think he's going to be with us again next week, but uh, it's a great podcast, stand-up comedy. You can't beat it.